Hi, I'm Hanako Greensmith. I play Violet Mikami, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. A long time since I saw you as just my partner. Love all that. I love you. I've known for years that I wanted to be you and me. Always. Haley, will you marry me? I, Jay Halstead, take you, Haley Upton, as my wife. I promise to faithfully love you in sickness and in health. Shy Hearts, how are you? Hopefully you're doing well. It's been a minute. I know, minute. we were just saying, like, it feels like it's been 20 years. Like, I'm like, how do I podcast? What it, What is this? I don't know. I missed you. I know, I missed you too. Oh, I'm like, I, I've, recent days, I've been like, you know what? I, I think I'm, I'm ready to get back in the swing. Like, let's yeah, go. I was just thinking about this too, because obviously, you know, we took a little break. It's been not intended to be this long, but we did take a break. And it was nice. I, you know, but now that the shows are starting back and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like, let's go. Come on people. Let's go. Yeah. I'm like rejuvenated now. I'm like, okay, let's go. Yeah. So in case you missed it, which we know you didn't, um, we went on our BFF, Jimmy Nicholas's podcast, Jimmy, of course, who plays Hawkins. We all know that, but yeah, we went on his podcast. We had a blast. He's so much fun to hang out with and talk to. Yeah. Yeah. I could have talked to him all day. That was a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. We went on his podcast and then we've been, we've been working on doing Upstead 2.0 for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and, and just, just, yeah, this, this year has been kind of rough on our bodies. Let's just put it that way. Cause like I got sick, you got sick. One of us got sick again. Just. Yeah. yeah. It was not fun. No, (laughs) not fun. Not fun, but we're both healthy today. So thank God this morning I'm not even kidding like I, I woke up this morning and like like you know you get like random aches and pains sometimes like I felt like a pain in my right side and I was like I'm about to pull a violet the day of upset 2.0 is that really what's about to happen here <laughs> like I got so nervous I was like oh shit I was like let's not please yeah. no no it was it was it was nothing it was nothing um speaking of violet you probably heard the new intro on go I love her I love her so much. I know she's so great. Um, yeah. So when the fire cast did the fundraiser a couple of weeks ago for Sandy Hook Promise, we got cameos from Joe, David Eigenberg, and Hanako, all with new intros. So you will be hearing those over Very the next soon. couple of weeks. Yeah. So so exciting. Yeah. Um, we always start with the news. Uh, let's just jump on in. Um, you guys know we're covering. It's upset two point tonight. You guys have asked us for this for months, and this is I think been like i mean besides upstead 1.0 i think this has been our most requested episode 
like ever. Everyone's like upset, upset, upset. When are you doing the next one? Now we got to talk about the actual relationship part now. And I'm like, I know we got it. Trust hiatus. Hiatus. It doesn't happen during the year. That's not, this can't happen during the year. These episodes take a lot of prep. They take a lot of prep prep and like a lot of editing. They're a lot of fun though. They're a lot of fun, but a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just jump on into the news. Okay. So as we know, we've got our premiere date. Okay. We've got our premiere date, September 21st. Mark it on the calendar, like type it in your phone calendar right now, highlight it, star it, put arrows to it. Tell your friends and family like not to bother you between the hours of 8 and 11 p.m. Eastern that night. Like maybe put on a do not disturb. Just get that ready now. Do whatever prep you need to. Uh, September 21st. September 21st. Okay, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So how many weeks now? I'm counting. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. We got this. Nine weeks out. We got, we got this. this. We got we this. Got this. You guys, we had a seven month hiatus in 2020. We can do this. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> or forget because I don't want to remember that time. But yeah. That too. That too. Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, September 21st. Just like blinking lights that you guys cannot see because you're listening to us. All right. Brenda, take us to the next one. <laughs> Um, this is very exciting news. So Deadline actually dropped some like good casting news. Um, and I know, crazy. They don't um, do that. But, Mar- um, but Marlin is signing a new deal. Um, it is a new multi-year deal, which I feel like that is a keyword, which I mean, granted, technically the shows aren't renewed yet for the next seasons after this, but I feel like that's a given at this point. So, um, but yeah, we don't know how many years um, obviously everyone else signed new deals last year. So Apefa, Oliver, Nick, and Brian. Um, but Marlon didn't because her negotiation, her contract wasn't like, set to expire till this year. So yay stuff. Stability on med. I know it's like, yes, med continues to be the safe show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if that, uh, that continues. Oh my God, please do. Like, I don't think I'm recovered from last season yet. Yeah, no. what you mean from the finale or just like in from the build up to life. the finales? Oh, all of oh. it, all of it. Yeah, I think that's why too. I was thinking about this before we started recording. Like, I think that's why this break has been much needed, even though it was longer than we intended to be. I think that's why it's been much needed because last season was just a lot in general, <laughs> like plot wise, people like casting wise, like it was just a lot. It was very stressful. The stress going into the finales this year was bananas. It was crazy. Oh my God. And then at a certain point we're like, oh, um, Emma's going to electrocute Hawkins. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I really hope everybody on PD is okay. And like Haley doesn't die. Just the stress levels were like through the roof. And yeah. 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 So yay for Marlene. Yay. Yeah. Um, I watched the bear today in its entirety, all eight episodes and all of like 30 in- minutes. They're all 30 minutes. Yeah. Eight episodes, 30 minutes. It's like that. It's a quick, quick binge. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, Amy Morton and Oliver Platt are both in it, but Oliver's in it for multiple episodes and his character is kind of a dick. And so hearing Oliver Platt just be like, well, fuck this, fuck that bullshit this. I'm just like, oh, oh damn. Dr. When Charles. It- do we know when this film did it film during the season? I don't know, actually. That's a really good question. I should probably I'm like Google that up. 
Um, TV. It's excellent, by the way. A lot of our listeners, a lot of you recommended the bear to us. Thank you for doing that. Um, It's like the perfect dose of Chicago during the hiatus. And did the bear film. I was trying to see if I could find like when it filmed. It brought up a movie from 1988, also called The Bear, and said it's yeah, I saw from that. May to October of 1987. I was a baby. I was not even alive. Not <laughs> even a thought. My parents didn't even know each other then. When did the bear TV show film? But I was just curious if it was something that happened like during Chicago, you know, and because it filmed in Chicago, I would assume that's why it worked for them to both be on it but or was it last summer and it didn't matter i don't know yeah i i can't really tell oh i was right about one of the episodes okay the second to last episode it's it's one take it's a one or the whole episode and Ooh. i watched it today and i was just like was that was that all one shot it was indeed all one shot google just confirmed that uh really good show but also like seeing oliver platt like you know say bad words and kind of be a dick i was just like that, that does not compute yeah um, yeah yeah no i know i have to watch it maybe this weekend it's good i i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it was good so yeah stability on med yay yay thank god in even better news all three shows have started filming well well two two, two for sure two for sure one question mark yeah p question mark is it today Wednesday being the day we're recording this is it next Monday nobody knows yet yeah so fire went back on July 19th med started the day we're recording this which is just the 20th July 20th Wednesday fire not fire PD was supposed to start today we think they have filming permits but now we're hearing they might start Monday and Marina was in Orlando (laughs) yeah I don't know um look all I'm saying is I really hope her Disney trip goes better than mine did. Um, uh, yeah. Because then filming is going to be fucked right from the get-go. True. True. I didn't even think about that. True. I did. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right from the get-go, fire filming is just going to be like. You mean PD filming. Did I say fire again? <laughs> Rusty. Like, how do I podcast again? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, very exciting. Fire's the only one. I mean, we never very rarely see anything from Med anyway. So, right. but Fire, we've seen a little bit here and there from. So. If we didn't have Guy on the cast, I don't think we'd know anything about Med. Yeah. What is what is Med? Who's on Med? I don't even know. Guy's the only one who uses socials. And we love him for it. We do. We do. We do. Also, I love the fact that he was posted in being in Scrubs because he wasn't in Scrubs in the last like in the cliffhanger scene so like and that i remember i haven't watched that in a while but that i remember so like i guess that means he's alive he's gotta be i mean i would assume so but like yeah. still yeah i imagine so i am excited to see how they get themselves out yeah i am curious to see how much like where we go are we still doing trial stuff this like you know when we come back like are we not i don't know oh my god we better do trial stuff like are we we doing more mobster stuff like i don't know what's happening and like where's melena slash joe melena joe where'd she go is she gonna be back right that's what i want to know Ooh, we don't follow riley on socials do we we should do that let's see Mm, no we don't i'm gonna fix that right now 
Um, all day today, I've been like periodically checking Instagram, just being like, come on, just, just, I need, I need a story from Looch. That's all I need. Just like post something. Well, he went on his like long hiatus and then he came back for like two seconds and now he's gone again. So I doubt we'll get anything from him. No, it'll be like five months from now and he'll do like a big, like dump. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Riley's last post was promoting high town. Is she in that? Yeah. She's like a main character. I gotta go back and watch that she's all sorts of connected to one chicago mm-hmm. okay and that was in june so that was like about a month ago has she updated her story she has oh no confirmation on where she is we don't know where she is we don't okay know. okay well you know we're just we're, we gotta get back in the swing of doing detective work like proper detective work yeah so we need uh, more cast members to post so that you know um please and thank you and yeah. by please and thank you we mean no seriously you have to post yeah. Like, yeah, we just want to see what's going on. We've already like we're, we've started to like semi-assemble like the the start of the season checklist in our minds of like what we usually get, and so like we got a Hanukkah behind the scene shot. Um, Lulo came in clutch with Eigenberg, and then we got guys behind the scene shot, and that's all we have so far. So, well, Lulo posted the photo too of like the monitors, and it was like a scene of Violet. Yeah. So we do have two, he come in clutch a couple of times. He yeah, always comes in clutch, but still. Yeah. yeah, we are, we're, we're two days into this. So, you know, <laughs> can't get ahead of ourselves, but also like, I'm ready for the Trassy selfie. I'm ready for the PD family photo. I'm ready for all of it. Yeah. So I'm ready. Yeah. I'm just like, give it to me. I'm yes. ready. I'm ready. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. My body is ready. I am ready for the one Chicago Bring content. On September. Yes. 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 So um that's about it on the news um we should probably do a little tv roundup right it's been a minute yes yeah um you already started i did already start i forgot that i had put this in the outline that's why uh yeah little tv roundup because it's been it's been a minute since you've heard from us just stuff we've been watching so i had the tv roundup in here for the umbrella academy which shows you again how long it's been since we've recorded because didn't that come out like the end of june yeah and we recorded with jimmy right before the fourth and that's the last time it's been like over two weeks oh my god that like wow yeah wow yeah so uh we 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 talked about the umbrella academy a little bit just not too in depth but i think the consensus that we've come to on this latest season we're about to drop spoilers on the umbrella academy by the way so like yeah fast forward a little bit if you don't don't want to yeah Yeah. uh it's fuck allison (laughs) yeah fuck allison that was the consensus we came to she's a bitch yeah yeah i get that like you've suffered a big trauma but like you don't get to treat your siblings like that yeah I think I think her trauma is very valid of course and she has every right to feel what she feels but the way that she took it out on everyone else was not cool no and that doesn't excuse her her trauma is not an excuse for that no absolutely not absolutely not I think overall I like the season I I still think two is my favorite season but I still liked season three I thought the season was fantastic. I absolutely devoured it. Once I got into it, I just was like episode after episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked it. I still think two's my favorite, but I really liked it. Um, I'm excited to see what happens if they get a season. I'm, I'm sure they'll get a season four, but have to, yeah. a lot of the, the creators have kind of said that like, you know, cause this was the end in terms of the comics. So like they've now done with the source material. So I think they're kind of like, well, four may be like a natural kind of ending place if, mm-hmm. you know, we were to get a four, which would be fine for me. Just like wrap it up kind of, yeah. you know, the way you want to and like, you know, 
call it a good day mm-hmm. and put a good note on the, you know, end the show on a good note. So what did you think about Sloan and Luther? I like them. Pretty cute. It took me a little bit to warm up to them. At this point, I don't know. Cause obviously season one, I was like, okay, no, like Luther and Allison, like I mm-hmm. like them, but, and then season two, I was still Luther and Allison, but I was like, I don't know if they ever go back there. So like, I don't know. And now I don't think they can go back there. I think that's like done. And I don't know if I want them to go back there. She assaulted him. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I know. Yeah. And also aside from that fact, I also just liked Sloan and Luther. I thought that for a hot second, I was like, she's going to be evil. Like she's going to actually be evil. And this is all going to be fucked up. And Luther's going to be sad. And I hate when Luther's sad. I was like, I don't want that. And she wasn't. I was like, thank God. I like that they gave Luther more of the comedy aspect this time. Yeah, I just, I, I really thought it worked. I liked the Ben stuff. I liked Diego's and um, I can never remember her name. Lila. Lila. I liked them. I did not like them in season two. I liked them a lot this year. They were very um, sweet this season. Yeah, I, I just, I really liked it. I really liked season three. Mm-hmm. It was good. Also, can we please talk about the Footloose opening number? That Amazing. was hilarious. Amazing. It's very Umbrella Academy to just be like, let's just randomly dance. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. It was good. It was good. I'm also blown away by Aiden Gallagher, the kid who plays five, because like he's like 18 and he's got to play this like 55 year old guy and he does it so well. Right. He's so good. So good. So good. So, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So and Klaus remains my favorite Hargreave (laughs) by far. Luther's my favorite, but yeah. Klaus is such a mess. It's just, and he's just, he's not, he doesn't apologize about being a mess. Yeah. I don't know. I love Klaus. Just protect him at all costs. Yeah. He's great. So good. It was a good season. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm excited. Like I said, they haven't officially been renewed yet, but I feel like it's coming. It's got, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, to end it on season three would be like anticlimactic yeah and it, i mean it's perfect. done well for netflix too like i mean you know mm-hmm. i don't think they're gonna end it just you know without giving them a chance like without knowing they're gonna end it mm-hmm. like they decided yeah season four is gonna be the last i think they'd be like okay cool but like i don't think they're gonna just end it you know like yeah. that yeah and there's so much to explore in the new season i mean luther obviously doesn't have his like giant muscles anymore and now mm-hmm. abigail hargreaves which i think is reginald's wife she's alive so yeah there's a lot there's a lot a lot lot. lot. yeah that's a fun show it's fun yeah yeah uh i watched stranger things in its entirety it was amazing uh yeah i i had watched season one when it came out because like okay when season one came out it was like 14 15 16 ish year wise and sophia and jesse were like everybody watch Stranger Things. And I was like, okay, Sophia and Jesse, whatever you say. So I watched the first season and then I just never went back to it. And I went back to it and I did two, three, and four. And oh my God, what a show, what a show. It's so good. It's so good. Would you ever give it a chance? I don't know. I thought about it. It's so good. I've thought about it. We'll see. You should try it. We'll see. At least just try it. We'll see. Season four is a masterpiece. Just, it's a yeah, masterpiece. Yeah, I know a lot of people really like season four. Yeah, masterpiece. And then um, in my area, they have one of those Stranger Things pop-up stores. I know, you and Charlie went. I, yeah, well, I, more like I dragged Charlie to it. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, cut to me with all the, there's like all the photo ops and like in, in there where you can take a picture with like the wall that lights up and all this stuff. And I'm just like explaining the whole thing to Charlie the whole time. I'm like, oh my God, Star Court Mall. He's like, what's that? I'm like, well, in season two, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just, I dragged him. I dragged yeah. him. So good. Oh my God. It was so good. I finished it last night because the final episode of season four is two and a half hours. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, no, I know. It's really long. Bananas bananas yeah so i did stranger things and then i did the bear in its entirety in one day today and then i don't know what i'm gonna watch after that yeah i'm trying to think since the last time we talked i mean obviously i think the last time we recorded i talked about the summer i turned pretty still the best thing i've watched this summer i think um i still haven't watched the boys finale which is crazy (gasps) you haven't no i haven't it's good I know. I just, I, I need to finish it. I just, I have the one episode and I haven't done it yet. Um, you never watched Ms. Marvel, which is like a crime. I haven't yet. And I know how it ends too. I'm on social media. Social media like spoils that shit in 0.2 seconds. It's so, I honestly think it's, if it's not my favorite Marvel, like phase four, whatever we're calling this phase of TV shows, it's definitely at up to the top i think it's so i loved it um thor love and thunder that's another thing that happened in the time between it was fine you know it was fine it was was fine it was was fine i think i had higher expectations for it and it did not meet them but it was fine my friend matt said that he enjoyed it more than ragnarok i know a lot of people really enjoyed it it's just different i just think i had higher expect i don't know what i thought it was going to be but it was fine it was fine it's Thor. Okay. Like if you're expecting like a super high quality cinematic event, Thor is not it. No, that wasn't what I was expecting, but it was fine. It was fine. I, I liked it a lot better than, um, multiverse. Yeah. Well, okay. Wait, that's actually good. I think I liked it a little more than multiverse of madness. Multiverse of madness was just, eh. oh, I liked it a lot more than multiverse. See, after, after we recorded with Jimmy, like our talk about Marvel was like in my head and how he was like, there's just too much out there right now. And I agree uh, to the point that like I was scrolling Twitter and this is how Miss Marvel got spoiled for me is somebody had posted the credit scene and we had just had this conversation with him like the day before and somebody had posted the credit scene and Miss Marvel pops up or not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel pops up at the end. I mean, again, spoiler alert, everything. And for a second there, I like, I had to study the screenshot because it didn't look like Brie Olsen. Uh, and I was about you to mean Brie like, Larson. Brie, why did I say Olsen? Brie, Elizabeth Olsen is who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Brie Larson. Yeah, dude. How do I podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't look like her. And so I had to study it for a second and like verify. And I was like, that is that not her? Because then we're, we're definitely correct that Marvel's half-assing, but it was her. It's so good. It's, oh no, the whole show, I think. And it's funny because as I finish it, because the last episode aired last week. And as I was, Jimmy's, uh, like, our conversation with Jimmy was also in my head. Yeah. But I was thinking about the fact, though, and we were talking about, like, well, what's the point of it? And yada, yada, yada. And, like, I still think there could be a little more focusing on, like, the phase four as a whole. But I just, I don't know. I love the setup. I thought it was a great origin story. As, like, I didn't know shit about Miss Marvel before any of this. But I just... The way they touched on some of the historical stuff too with Pakistan and it's just, it's so good. 
it's so so good like I said I think it's probably if not my favorite like definitely in my top three I should probably watch that next it's so good what's next on the Marvel calendar now is it Black Panther 2 no it's She-Hulk Josh Sagara what are you doing Josh Sagara yes when is that August really yes in like a month where have I been this summer I don't know I know where have you been? No, Josh Degara comes to the MCU in like less than a month. I've been working and wedding planning and that that's about it. Yeah. Working and wedding planning and trying to survive in this 109 degree heat. Yeah, so, the heat sucks. That's but, kind of about it. Has it been um, as bad up there as it is down here? Um, Not that bad, but bad for this area. Yes. I mean, hello. <laughs> last week happened. What was last week? When I almost suffer, when I suffer from heat exhaustion, that, that, that the reason I put, we postponed this episode. I know. I know. My brain is like, what is time? What are dates? They're like, all. but yes, She-Hulk next month. Yeah. Josh Sagara. I'm so excited. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. That would be wonderful. And then Black Panther too. I think. In November? I think so think so man we really can't take these extended breaks like i forget everything yeah and she hulk is nine episodes i think so i think it'll take us pretty close to maybe like a month before black panther because miss marvel's only six and i actually kind of wish it was like it's one of those it's the first mcu well, maybe second, because I thought the same thing about Hawkeye. I could have done more Hawkeye. But, like, it's the first, one of the first shows that I was like, no, like, I want more of this. Like, I really loved Miss Marvel. I thought it was great. All right. I don't know anyone who hasn't, who didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So, um, that's your TV movie pop culture roundup there. Uh, we have three patron shout outs this week, which is so exciting. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josie Lombard, welcome to the patron family. Thank you so much for supporting us. Welcome to the fam. Um, Emma Stackpole, right? Stack, yes. stack, Stackpole. That's mm-hmm. what, yeah. Good with names, I promise. <laughs> welcome to the fam. We are so glad you're here. And Molly Wagner, thank you so much for supporting the pod. Yeah awesome stuff yes if you would like to support the pod for as little as two dollars a month you can check out the link in our socials to our patreon page it's got all sorts of goodies in there all sorts of perks uh we have the facebook group the merch store all that good stuff the facebook group is really the best part yes in my opinion um we've been we've been talking about doing like a live watch or a happy hour at some point over the summer but again just if I'm not sick brian is sick if like my life's busy brian's life is busy it's been it's been been a bumpy few weeks but we're good we're okay we're okay we're heading full steam into we've got lots of fun things we're hoping to get planned for you know the next couple weeks um including our fifth birthday on september 1st yeah so how are we turning five when did that happen i don't know i don't know we're talking about time like where the fuck did time go where the fuck did time go i know it's crazy but we've been talking about doing something for for our birthday on september 1st so stay tuned And that's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. Keep that date open. Just yes. Yes. Keep that date open. So, alrighty. Upstead 2.0. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first Upstead episode 
it was seasons four, like the end when when Haley first got introduced to season seven. Okay, so this is like the expansion pack. This is season eight and season nine. But it's kind of crazy because Upset's the only relationship or the only one that we've done a deep dive on. Where like the first episode we did or like part one, they're not even in a relationship at that point. No, <laughs> it was literally a whole episode about two people who weren't actually together yet. Yeah, it was. And it now was. we like, this is like, basically like, that was like when they're friends and this is now when they're like together. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. To when think did about. we do the first upset episode? Do you remember? 2020. It was that summer we did 20, we did upset and we did Stellaride. Cause last summer we did Berzik and Bretzi. So the, the kiss hadn't even happened yet. They, they no, that's what I'm saying. Together. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nothing romantically had, had romantic happened. had actually happened between them yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just laughed so hard at like at the early days of the podcast when like, especially when listeners go back and they're just like, you guys were so anti-Upstead and we were, and now they're, we, just, like, we admit it and it's fine. They're the best thing ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I think, I think they definitely, I mean, they were a slow burn and they were definitely a friends to lovers and like, it took, they took their sweet time. And I think that's their journey and it's fine. And I, you know, my feelings were still valid back then in 2017. And I, you know, I stand by what I felt back then. Cause like at the time I didn't want them to become a thing. And now I'm like, it's a little crazy, but well, same, same. And going into season five, all of our, we all still were in our Linstead feels. So we were all just like, no, like she just well, destroyed I, him. Yeah. And I was heartbroken. I was like, no way. Like, I was like, that's not, you know, like, I mean, what I felt then is not what I felt. I mean, I would hope I would change after five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they've both grown so much. And I feel like she is a big reason for a lot of his growth. Yeah. It is really interesting, though, doing these episodes, I always really like seeing, and especially I feel like with PD and Upset especially, I think it was really fun to go back and kind of see all of their moments laid out because a lot of times they get overlooked because of the case, like the case is so much of, is the predominant part of the episode. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like kind of fun to see like, oh yeah, like this season is really about like this change or this, you know, like you can see all the changes. Like, it's just fun to kind of go back and like, look at it just in their like romantic moments. Yeah, for sure. So. For sure. Okay. So we're going to, again, you know how we do this. We just go through like scene by scene and we pick it apart and we get all up in our upstead feels. So I feel like it's important to know, obviously, again, with PD, there are a lot of upstead moments that are just related to plot. Those are not included in here because if we did, then this episode would be like 24 hours long because <laughs> Upset is partners. And so we see them a lot together on screen, but it'll be like them interviewing a suspect and like that has nothing to do with this. So like those moments, unless there is something clearly romantic that happens in them, like are not included. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so we're starting with the season premiere of season eight, 801, okay? Um, this this was a long time ago. This, you know, it's something where like, I, I just going back through this episode, I was like, this feels like it was like a bajillion years ago. It was 2020. So it was 2020, yeah. So remember season seven ended with Kevin in the street just being like, come at me, like I'm right here. And we picked up where seven left off thankfully. And so they're talking at the beginning about police reform and everything. And Kevin is just saying, he's like, this is not enough. Like we've got to do better. We've got to do better. I don't even remember what Haley said, but it was enough. Well, the- Samantha, this is when Samantha, um, Nicole R. A. Parker's character is mm-hmm. like introduced or whatever. 
and she makes some speech. I forget exactly what she says in the speech. And um, Kevin is like critical of it, of course. Cause like, you know, at that point she's using very like, you know, Samantha's using like pro-police language and like, he's just not going as, she's not going at the whole situation as intensely as Kevin would have wanted her to. And Haley kind of defends her or like, and you know, so of course then Kevin kind of gets upset a little bit and like questions her Haley's intentions and Haley thinks that like Kevin's upset at her and that's why she goes to Jay you know because she thinks Kevin's upset at her for criticizing the speech yeah and she just mentions it to Jay she's like I really hope Kevin like wasn't pissed and Jay was just really supportive about it he's like no like not at all there's a lot happening right now Kevin's just overloaded like I'm sure he he knows you didn't mean that just yeah and it's like of mm-hmm. course she goes to jay i mean jay also at this time is her partner so like who else would she been to but it's like of course she goes to jay mm-hmm. and then there's a moment because it happens like on the street this conversation and they're like interviewing suspects or whatever and of course like the guy is like not willing to talk to them because they're police and you know calls them racist ass cops and jay like almost beats up the guy and like Haley's the one that like pulls him away and it's just like yeah i kind of want to meet Haley's brothers it's never going to happen, but that would be great. Damn it. You're right, though. You're right. Because it's never going to happen. <laughs> I think that's part of the reason she's so fearless is that, like, you know, if, like, if Jay is going to, like, beat somebody up, she'll just get right in between them. She doesn't give a shit because she's got, like, yeah. four older brothers, of course. Well, and she's been undercover a lot, too. You know, mm-hmm. like, she's been undercover a lot. She's had to, you know, learn how to fight for herself literally and physically. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, yeah. I wonder if her brothers like ever did anything when their dad was being abusive or if they just had to sit back and let it happen i don't know some if someone wants to write that fanfic or knows of a fanfic that exists that covers this send it our way yes please please and thank you yeah yeah go ahead and take the next one okay so 803 is like where everything really starts. I mean, 801, we threw in the little moment, but like 803 is really where like everything starts. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because 803 is a Berzik episode. It's like upset is the underlying of this episode. Not only is it a Berzik episode, it's the Michaela episode. Yeah. It, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It is like mainly Berzik. And then you get this like huge upset stuff, but it's like the underlying of the episode. It, like, doesn't actually, like, it's not really the entire focus. And you're like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. And I feel like it's important to remember the context of 803. 803, well, the first time we saw it was, like, in screeners. Thank God. And then we had to sit on it for a while. 803 was supposed to happen air on January 6, 2021. But we all know what happened that day. Yep. So it got pushed to the next week. And people spoiled it so the internet it did get spoiled that's right yes it did unfortunately was this the one where we like facetimed at midnight and we're like screaming about what happened i think so i don't remember anymore yeah i I barely remember i forgot that this got spoiled but i I remember the rage about that because it was just you guys it was just such a bombshell like we never get that when we get like a whole entire Berzik episode and then we get like the other characters thrown in like that yeah 
Well, and then, no, but what I was also like every, well, we'll talk about some other upset moments that got spoiled on the internet, but it was, yeah, like, of course, this moment of all moments is like what got spoiled. And this got spoiled really badly. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't even just like screen grabs. Like this got like spoiled, spoiled. You guys, I had made a gif of the kiss moment. Like I had it ready to go for the episode. And like the minute I heard it got spoiled, I like panicked. I was like, I double checked like all my social media. I was like, I didn't just like accidentally tweet this, did I? And I was like, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. Whew, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But like, I was, I felt like I had like a ticking time bomb on my phone with that gif until the episode aired. Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, okay. But anyway, so this isn't even really related to the plot, but it's like such an iconic moment that you can't not throw it in here. So this is like the iconic gif where Haley and Jay meet with like one of her old CIs and like Haley and him are having a conversation, whatever. And then the CI turns around and Jay, like all of a sudden has like come up behind the guy and like freaks him out. It's just like an iconic gif in the like Chicago PD fandom. And it's just mwah, chef's kiss. It's a great moment. It's a great like, moment. Like not even really romantic, but like had to throw that in there because it's like truly a classic gif at this point. If anybody's going to pop up out of nowhere behind me, I'm cool with it being Jay Halstead. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who I will avoid. I wouldn't want to pop up behind me, but like anyone else pretty much in intelligence, I think I'd be okay with. Yeah, anybody intelligence, but boy, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, avoid. Um, I would just be like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah. But so, okay. So the rest of 803. So basically what happens is, because, you know, end of season seven, Haley was in New York because she was supposed to be on FBI for a hot second. And that got, unfortunately axed because of COVID. So she could, she's obviously back from New York now, but the feds have offered her this job. And so Haley's telling Jay about, you know, this job offer that she has with them in New York. And it's like a quick moment. Well, there's a couple moments, but like the moment that I'm thinking of is in the bullpen and it's a quick moment, but the look on Jay's face is he's like, really again, again with the FBI taking my partners away in New York to New York. Oh, like, God. really? really in his head he's just like man fuck that city <laughs> fuck that fuck the fbi like fuck new york fuck your hot dogs and your pizza and your bagels like fuck your yankees yeah all that all of it all of it and then that's literally pretty much the only upset there's like two upset scenes and then the ending of the episode mm-hmm. and it's like this is so major to upset but it's like three scenes in the whole episode and you're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah right, he we're was just such play- an adult about it though i feel like he handled it like really well yes okay but we're so we're gonna just play the audio of the end scene now because it's too good i don't want to take it because of you i'm better with you as my partner you know you 21 wait i know i'm better here so i'm not gonna take it he wasn't really wrong though was he gain something he gives something up maybe but not always Ugh. 
It's been a long time since I saw you. It's just my partner. Ooh. It just like melt at this audio. It's so good. Just there's so many parts of this that are good. Like when Jay's just like, I'm just kind of acting out of self-preservation here. I'm just like, oh, I can't. Oh my God, I'm dying. Oh. And then when she's like, it's been a long time since I saw you as my partner, I was like, oh that's my the part God. that kills me. I was like, yeah, we know. We all know. Like they still couldn't bring themselves to just out and say it. They had to, they they said it to each other in such a Jay and Haley way. Yeah. And then he goes for it. I really thought in that moment that she, it was going to be her, but no, it was him. You know when he went right on in. Right, right on in. Oh man. I think that's the only time that two characters have hooked up. And then the next episode has started with a morning after. And I haven't been like enraged. I will say though, the one thing that I thought about as I was rewatching this, I don't think I thought about it in the beginning, but I do kind of wish, like, it does seem a little out of character that it's like, at a bar that's not molly's like i don't know something about that just doesn't seem very upstead to me that brings up a really good question though if they were at molly's would jay still have gone for it oh given the aaron stuff not even just the aaron stuff the fact that they're surrounded by everybody they know well that's what i'm saying i mean it may be because it was at a bar not at molly's they're more okay with it but they just seem such a private you know couple that like every other significant moment that's happened between them has happened at either one of their places or at their shared place now. Mm-hmm. Like none of it happens in public. So it just kind of is a little ironic to me that the start of their relationship is at a bar that's in a very public place. I sense to me though, they're both so, you know, they're they they're not the easiest people to just like communicate their feelings. So they were somewhere where they felt like, you know, they could have a conversation like that and be fine and not have to worry. Cause then like, even if there's no other PD people at Molly's, you've still got like Stella or Herman behind the bar. And then they're going to tell whomever who's going to tell whomever. All yeah, I guess I'm not- Ouch. And then it gets to flat and then it spreads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying like the Molly's part. I mean, I just hate the fact that PD never goes to Molly's anymore. So like, eh, I'm kind of just over that, but like, I guess I'm more just surprised that it happened in public and at all, even mm-hmm. if it isn't a bar where nobody, they don't know anyone versus like on the couch. Well, maybe not the couch. That was a wrong, that was a bad, Oh no, that was bad, but no, you know what I mean? Like in their apartments, there are Linstead stands out there right now, throwing tomatoes at their, like their phones and their listening devices. Just being like, she did not just say the couch. Listen, I still <laughs> eventually want to do a Linstead episode because when Linstead was good, Linstead was really fucking good. We, and there were some great moments. We've got to so, be like drunk. I don't know about drunk. I don't think I need to be drunk, but we need to be wine buzzed. There definitely has to be wine. Cause there will be some, there will just be, it, it's going to be a mess, but it's going to be like a hot mess. There's just some really good moments that I want to talk about. But yeah. anyway, this is upset, not Linstead. But yeah, I just, I don't know. But it, would, it was just something I was thinking about as I was rewatching this scene. I was like, I don't know. It seems a little weird, but I mean, I don't really care because it's a great first kiss. It's a great first kiss. Oh, it's a fantastic first kiss. Yeah. yeah. Could not yeah. have scripted it any better myself. Uh, well, no, never mind. I was going to, I was going to compare and I'm not going to compare because these are two separate relationships. Nope. Not doing it, but it was, it was a perfect first kiss. Yeah. 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 We asked you guys to send in voice memos and you did because we love you so much. Here is one from Megan R. 
803, aka the episode where Haley gets the job offer from the FBI after her little stint in season 7, is a great Upstead episode because that was the episode when they got together and the entirety of the in the entirety of it jay probably thinks to himself that he has to go through something like like this again case in point aaron leaving for the fbi without so much as up and without so much as saying a goodbye and he didn't want to experience what he went through before and luckily he didn't have to because Haley turned down the job to stay with him and no more than she said that, he went in for the kiss, and basically just that entire bar scene was a cinematic masterpiece. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then we had one from Barb as well. Obviously, starting with 803, it was it was definitely not an Upstead episode, but I think what was great was that we sort of had like a B storyline with them throughout the episode, um, with Haley getting the job offer from the FBI and Jay keeping it cool, quote-unquote, even though he was decidedly not keeping it cool. Um, that moment, actually, when he says, cool, cool, uh, really just, he was so loud. But anyway, moving on, and obviously you can tell towards the end of that episode that he um, clearly wanted her to not take the job. Um, but he was carefully feeling out Haley when they went to dinner, which obviously it looked like a date, which I thought was even cuter, you know, him taking the bill um, and then just kind of having this easy back and forth. One of my favorite things about Upstead is that it always feels very natural, very realistic. Um, They're always, it always feels like I'm watching two people have a real conversation. And um, I think that, she really did kind of pull him into the moment where she was trying to get him to say something, like, don't take the job. Obviously, she says, you could always tell me. Um, you don't want me to take it. But um, that opening line where he says, you know, sometimes but not always, when she says, you know, about losing something and gaining something. Um, and then he just decides to go for it. And I think that moment was just so perfect. It was so them. And I kind of wonder, like, did they just stand there making out for a while? Like, I don't know. Because I feel like um, I just, they were so, they had been waiting for so long that I just think the moment was just perfect the way it came about. I mean, yeah, just iconic. That's it. We're done. I mean, Art. yep. I could live in that scene forever and be super happy. I do really like that scene just just art yeah art i don't know how else to describe it you know what else is my favorite thing too and you'll see you see this in a pattern throughout like you know eight and nine is that anytime Haley's like talking about her feelings about like you know anytime she's like expressing her love for jay she cries and i think it's the sweetest thing in the world because given the way she grew up she probably thought that she wasn't worthy of this kind of love mm-hmm. and so Anytime she expresses that love for Jay and she cries about it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's special, right? Like, I just hope Jay understands the magnitude of that. And I think he does. I think he does. It's just, I don't know. Are we getting into the whole like PD personal versus case stuff? Cause I feel like, I feel like, and I mean, what if we should just go ahead and get into it because it's part of, anyway, I just feel like, and something I really noticed about when I was again, when outlining this and kind of seeing all of the moments together and how they're laid out is I just, 
you know, PD is very case heavy. And I feel like there's so many things I would have liked them to push on more or like, I wish we had gotten, or like, you know, especially once you get into season nine and the fact that after they married, there's like literally hardly any upset moments of any significance, even really, let alone, you know, small, tiny moments. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I just feel like, so yeah, I'm sure Jay does realize that, but we don't know that is where I'm getting at. Yeah. We don't see it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty safe to infer in the white space, right? Right. But everything you have, and that's my point is that I feel like there's so much you have to infer from the white space. I know. Because so much of even like when you, as we get into it, like a lot of their big moments in the last couple of years have been like tied to cases. Yeah. I mean, which then like show them, you know, like personal feed, you know, the case feeds into the personal, but still. Yeah. Yeah. True. So 804, we open with the morning after. Look, when Chicago is not consistent on most things, but they are consistent on the morning after. Yeah. 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 For the most part, especially recently. I do this thing sometimes where I'll have an idea or I'll like pitch something and it's so bad that it makes me laugh. Um, Brian knows I do this quite often actually. And I did that with this episode because while I was tweeting it, I went back and I put the opening scene to the Bridgerton music. It's still iconic though. I still laugh every time. Sometimes I I know like, I remember the first time I watched the scene after that after you had done that. And I was like, wait, where's the music? I was just so used to the music. And I was like, no, that, no, that doesn't go with the scene. That's not actually a thing. Oh man. I, I made myself laugh with that one. And I still do anytime if I'm like scrolling back through or Insta for whatever reason, I'm like, <laughs> a good one. Well, and it's so funny because at the time we were like, oh man, this is like the hottest thing that's ever happened. Just wait, just wait, wait just, just wait. wait. Yeah. Season yeah. nine, but yeah. 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 Uh, it just, yeah, I mean, it was the morning after for sure. But Haley also, Haley wasn't ready to let Jay in any further than she already had with her dad. And so this is when she gets the call that her dad had a heart attack. And Jay's like, let me drive you to med. Like, let me handle this. She's like, no, no, no. She just wasn't ready to tell him, like, I don't want to. Well, and I think not only that, I mean, because, yeah, I think that's a big part of it, too. But I think. Yeah, they had just obviously kind of cemented the fact that like they're both into each other and like this is a relationship and like they're going to try to be together. But I think Jay trying to do all of those things for her was also a lot for her because she's like, I, Haley's someone that very clearly moves at like a slower pace Mm because she, like you said, she's not used to that kind of love. She's not used to those kind of relationships. And so when Jay was like trying to just be there for her as like, I don't know if they really were calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend at that point or whatever they were called, but as like a person that, you know, was in her life in a significant way, she's like, no, this is too much. Like, I'm not there, you know, not even just letting him in on like the dad stuff, but just like him being there for her. She's like, no, no, no. Like that is not, no, I'm not there yet. And he tries so hard too, which is admirable. But again, they're just right at this point, they're both on like two completely different planes. Haley is like, if I let you in any further, you're going to leave. And Jay's like, no, but like, I'm here. I'm sticking around. I'm not going anywhere. Well, and even I didn't put it every, every single moment of this throughout the whole episode, but like even throughout the whole episode, he's like, he, all he wants to do is like, no, let her know that like, if she wants him or needs him or needs anything from him, like he's there. And she's just like, nope, X, no, you can't no, like. I'm no no she's like I'm fine and like stay away 
the more we analyze these episodes, the more my heart breaks for her because I mean, again, like, like we were just saying, she's afraid that like, if she lets Jay in any further, she's afraid he's going to leave and she doesn't want to get too attached so that it doesn't hurt as bad if he does. Yeah. And like I said, too, she's just not used to someone being, I mean, I don't want to say just be nice to her, but like, you know, being that like wanting to be there for her. Mm-hmm. She's not trusting of that kind of love. Like you said, it's like yeah. crazy. I just want to take the one Chicago women and just like have a wine night with them and have like one of those really sloppy ones where you're like, you're so awesome. Like I want one of those with like Kim and Haley and just be like, you're such a badass. You shouldn't believe in yourself like that, that kind of night. Those are, like yeah. they just, yeah, they're so badass. Yeah. Uh, we did get a voice a voice memo from Barb on this one, so we'll go ahead and play that. Um, and then, obviously, moving into the next episode, um, I think the opening scene is still one of my absolute favorites. Um, um, if you and, it, and I've watched it so many times, as probably every Upstead fan has as well. Um, but his gun is still in his pants on the floor. Like clearly, they were not. They were in a rush. Um, I mean, there's just so many like subtle moments. They're just, and they're so happy and they're smiling and they're joking about not going into work and him telling her not to go get her phone. Like he tickles her and then like he kisses her shoulder, like the whole thing. And even when she grabs her phone and says her dad is in the hospital, it's so domestic the way he just is kind of like, okay, I'll take you to med. Like, they're such a couple already and they haven't, I mean, we obviously don't know if we had a conversation, but they already feel like such a couple. Um, and then of course, wasn't super happy that they had conflict in their very first episode together. But I think what makes, again, Upstead so great is that they handle conflict well with each other. They do communicate, they do talk. Um, if Haley was upset about something, she she did say it to him. Um, and I think that the way... Even the conversation in the hallway where she says, you don't know the half of it. And he immediately says, no, you're right. I'm sorry. And apologizes. Still, I think about that all the time. He's just, he loves her so much. And he's just so soft with her and understanding. And he just gets her more than I think anyone else. And even though, you know, it ended with her not seeing her dad and them, I think that them just ending the night having a beer and like, I think that even though we didn't see her talk to him about her dad, it didn't need to happen. It was her decision. She was the victim there. And I think Jay at some point just understood that. And even if he did think maybe she was lying to him, it didn't matter because it wasn't his place. It was her choice. And I I still, I loved that ending, even though a lot of people didn't. Yeah. And then CP Halstead, Halstead, fan on Twitter sent us a little message and said everything about this morning after scene was perfect the way they both couldn't get enough of each other and were smiling into their kisses it was beautiful we've never seen either of them that happy before it was so great to finally see and that back kiss Jay playing with her bra was probably one of my favorite kisses because it was just so natural and intimate the back kiss I forgot about that it's so good that was art yeah it's really good really really good it's yeah (sighs) yeah Go ahead with the next one. Um, and so the episode ends, so like I said, basically throughout the whole episode, Jay's really just being like, hey, you know, like I'm here if you want to talk or, you know, if I need you need me. And she's just like, yeah, no, like I, we're not going there. Um, but so at the end of the episode, like Haley and Jay are in the kitchen and she gives him an update on her dad. 
And, you know, Jay just like, again, what we've been saying, he reassured, you know, he's reassuring her and he's like, look, you know, I know who your dad was and I know what he did, but if something happens and you don't go see him, like you're going to carry this for the rest of your life. She's, he's like, she, he tries to just encourage her. He's like, don't do this for him. Like do it for you. Oh, that's a killer because he speaks from experience. Oh, that's a killer. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Haley didn't understand the magnitude of losing Pat when he did die in season seven. Probably not. Cause she's like, she, she hadn't been there that long. Yeah. But we don't know what she knew at that time. True. She could have known, but we don't. Was that season seven? Yeah. No yeah. season six. I season was- seven of fire. Was it seven of fire? Okay. Yeah, because eight of fire. Oh, it was because that's the season we don't talk about because of how it yeah, how it ended and how the next one began. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it's six. <sighs> Such a great upstead moment. And then like that. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. So maybe she didn't at that point because that they would have only been partners for a season. Mm. At that point. Yeah. Yeah. We also don't know. We also don't know, like, to what magnitude Pat's death shook Jay, right? I mean, of course, he feels bad that his last words were him to call, were calling him a thankless prick, but like, we don't know if that's something he carries with him every single day. We don't really know. Yeah. Like said, so much I wish we could just like dive into, but. Yeah. And then Haley couldn't bring herself to go see her dad. Yeah. Mm. And then she lied to Jay about it. Probably because she can't bring herself to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, man. That makes me add something to my wish list. I'm going to do that real fast while I remember. What? Well, I can't tell you. I got to save it for the wish list episode. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to take us to the next one while I do that? Yeah. This is just like, again, a little cutesy moment. Like, again, so we jumped to 806. So 804 to 806. Again. Little moments where we take, we got to take them where we can get them. Cause like, yeah. So 806, um, they're, you know, on a stakeout and Haley goes to get some food during the stakeout or whatever. She comes back and they just have their little banter, which upset is so good about. Um, and you know, it's just like a little like food on the face and it's like, you got a little, and it's like, do not. It's just, it's so cute. I'm giving her crap for eating a candy bar. That was hilarious. Yeah. Or protein bar or whatever the fuck. No, it's a candy bar because it wasn't good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jay being like, I can't believe you eat that crap. It's so good. It's funny. That's funny. So cute. They're so cute when they banter. Yeah. yeah. They have really good banter. And Haley or Tracy and Jesse are just like naturally the chemistry and like the timing and the way it works, like anything, even if it wasn't romantic, like they're just, it works really well off each other. For sure. For sure. So that brings us into 811, which is the Upstead I Love You. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So they're having morning cuddles. It's their day off. It is just the perfect, precious domestic Upstead that like every fanfic strives to be. And so, yeah, they're just having this conversation. And Haley's like, I want you. And then I want coffee. And then I want waffles. And Jay's like, I love all of that. I love you. Like melted into a puddle, just gone me, RIP me. Um, Haley freaks out. 
she just can't and she just kind of cancels their day off plans and hurries out of bed and she's like mm, gotta go i just i remember that moment thinking like how shocked i was that jay said it first yeah like i guess granted the fact that like Haley is so reserved with her emotions it makes sense that she was so afraid to say it but like still in my head I just, I don't know. I would have pictured her saying it first, not him. I think we had Haley for both of those first moves. We thought she was going to be the first one to make a move and she was going to be the first one to I love you. So yeah, that mm-hmm. was surprising. Yeah. I mean, like I said, granted, given everything we know now, like it makes a lot of sense that she didn't, mm-hmm. but yeah. 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 Uh, but it's a good, I love you. It's a good one. Yeah. But then, so like the rest of the episode though, you've got Jay like, trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on with her because she just she's trying to act like everything's normal like he didn't just say that because like you know she ends up at she goes off she's like something about her car she's like oh yeah I forgot I had this maintenance appointment or whatever and then obviously of course ends up at a crime scene and you know that's how the case happens and Jay's just like I just want to make sure you're okay like I just you know I don't know what's going on with you and like so at one point he follows her out of the district and like again tries to have this conversation about what's going on with her and it leads to this confrontation what is going on there's a little kid missing I know that what's going on with you all of this you're spinning out spinning out yeah you're gonna tell me you're not you're gonna tell me it's fine that you're all good then shut me out go jeopardize your job some more I don't know if it's Ray or Becca or if this all reminds you of your past, but something's wrong. I just want you to talk to me and tell me how you're feeling so I can help you. So you can help. What do you want to know, Jay? Why I'm crossing lines, why I'm fine with it, why I shut you out, why I shut down this morning? Nope, that's not it at all. But this is what you do. Okay. So then why don't you ask the real question? What's wrong with me? Exactly how screwed up am I? And at what point do you cut your losses and run? Because that's what you want to know, Jay. I can't answer that. Honestly, watching this, like, again, just breaks my heart for Haley even more. Like, when at the end, she's like, you know, so, you know, her last part is like, you know, so then, like, why don't you ask the real question? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, exactly how screwed up am I? Like, at what point do you cut your losses and run? Like, the fact that that's the first thing that's running through her head is, like, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's totally heartbreaking. They've also done such a good job of crafting this character, though, because she is this tough-as-nails police officer, but, the like, She's really vulnerable when you, when, when you get to see that side of her, mm-hmm. she's very vulnerable. Yeah. But it also just breaks my heart too. The fact that like she, again, that that's her first thought and that she doesn't even think that like someone can really just care about her and wants to make sure she's okay. And like, isn't willing, you know, isn't going to run after, you know, realizing that she is vulnerable and, you know, isn't perfect and, you know, all those things. It's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Barb had some thoughts on this as well. Um, and then moving right along to 811. Um, definitely a top episode for me, even though season nine had so many. Um, but season eight still is one of their best episodes. Um, I mean, first of all, it opens with them again, just being adorable, smiling, laughing, cuddling. I mean, 
it's just they're so happy and like I mean how often do we see them happy the characters at all so that off the bat was perfect and then her just saying I want you then I want coffee then I want waffles um and then just talking about like what they're gonna do some like something they're gonna do on their day off that we don't ever get to see um and I think that like I mean, I probably would have said I love you, too. I just, he, the way he blurts it out was so, I feel like he'd been holding it in, maybe, because, obviously, they already loved each other. He loved her, definitely. Um, And I just think her panicked moment was exactly what I was expecting. And, again, like, he just, even when she goes into the bathroom, he doesn't, like, wait in the bedroom. He goes out and he makes coffee. He gives her space. He understands that she's having a moment. And even though he clearly sees through the lie that she tells him about her car, I mean, he's clearly upset, but he's not, like, mad. He's not angry. Um, And again, of course, she kind of does what a lot of them would probably do in a moment of panic. She gets out and turns her radio on and finds a case. Um, But moving beyond that, I still think, again, we see more conflict between them because She's kind of, you know, attached herself to this case. She's very, has an emotional um, investment and she kind of goes off the rails, like, you know, not off the rails, but she she makes some decisions or tries to make some decisions that were questionable. And I think that moment outside where this is the moment where she's waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think that probably every relationship she's ever had before that had that moment of, she can't handle a relationship. She doesn't know how to be in a relationship. She doesn't know what a good, healthy, functioning relationship looks like. And she tells them, like, like this is the moment. Like, she, like when is he going to, like, cut her loose? When is he going to f- decide it's enough? And his face says it all. He's so sad. Um, but I love, their angst is so good. I don't know how else to say it. Like, it, Epstead <laughs> angst is top tier I mean I know we hate it but we actually really love it because it's they play off each other so well on screen um and then of course you know the ending I I will never be over him saying like her saying you came and him him saying you asked me to and I think somebody else pointed this out but in the scene where they are talking um and you know she takes her jacket off and he doesn't. And I, and I feel like as a, as just like as a person, if I, if someone came into my house and didn't take their jacket off and I thought I would think that they were about to break up with me because they weren't planning on staying. And I think that they both probably had a moment of like, they were thinking the opposite thing was happening and they probably thought it was going to be over. Um, and just, again, Jay just proves that like, he's not scared of, anything that's happened to her. He's not scared of her trauma. He's not scared of her, the things that trigger her or the things that make her scared. Um, and I think, again, we just, we already knew he was going to be all in because they had waited so long, but him just saying, and like, you can see he's even, he's so torn up probably hearing even like the fact that she did have that reaction to being told, I love you because, you know, everyone should feel loved and like be loved and he probably is sitting there going oh my gosh I can't believe they like didn't love her like they should have um and then him just saying we'll figure it out because I want to be with you too and I'm not going anywhere Haley really I'm not like oh 
God, oh, can't see now. I'm just getting in my feels, but again, still one of my favorite episodes. I think it's one of their best. Certainly a really amazing Haley episode, but definitely, you know, again, them ending on a good note, a happy note, and just the acting was so good in that scene and Haley, Haley's tears and everything was just perfect. Um, and then the episode ends with Jay waiting for her outside of the apartment. And again, we have to just play this audio. Maybe there's some part of me that every time I hear I love you, I'm just waiting for the punch for the I'm sorry that's going to come. I don't know how to do this, but I, but I want to. I want to so badly. I want to be with you. I want to learn to do this. I want, I want to be better. Then we'll figure it out. Because I want to be with you, too. And I'm not going anywhere, Ellie. Really, I'm not. Jay, I do. I love you. So much. The more of these we go through, and like the way, like since we're going through it like this, like just solely focused on upset as we go through these episodes i'm just like oh my god like i just want to hug her this poor thing yeah yeah i think it really and again it's something and i'm i'll be honest like i'm not the first like upset is not my like top 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 favorite like one chicago couple Mm -hmm. so i don't spend like all my time going back like i haven't really gone back and watched a lot of these scenes in a while um and especially if they're not like super current and so I haven't watched some of these in a while. And so like seeing them all laid out like this and just like really seeing the evolution of their relationship and like seeing the vulnerability and like Haley's development, like, I don't know, just something about seeing it all laid out like this is like, makes me like shift them a little bit harder. Not yeah. Lie. And it's really hard for her to lay it out there like this, where she says, you know, I want this so badly. That's really hard for her to do because she's communicating her feelings and, you know, we don't talk about feelings. We don't do that. So this was, I think she needed this. She needed this big time and she needed to hear Jay say, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I think too, and I, you know, this kind of goes back to, maybe I should have brought it up at the beginning, but like, I think this kind of goes back to, there is a missing piece in my opinion to part of their relationship because, and I think it would have come in those FBI episodes, because if you remember kind of when Haley left and it was like in New York or whatever, and they were talking, you know, on the phone while she was in New York and like Platt had that moment where he, she says something to Jay at the desk about like missing her part, missing his partner or whatever. And Jay kind of brushes it off or whatever. And then basically the next significant like upset moment and we get NATO three is like them being like, yeah, we're into each other. And like, this is great. I feel like there's missing pieces and like some of that vulnerability that Haley's talking about and she's like you know I don't know if you're gonna leave you know if you're gonna leave and you know whatever I think part of it 
I feel like I just, I don't know. I feel like there was a missing point to their conversations that like should have happened while they was gone. That like now that we're kind of slowly getting into some of the depth of their relationship that I feel like we would have maybe gotten to sooner if we had gotten some of those FBI episodes, but. Like the FBI episodes would have bridged the gap. Yeah, because like there is a gap missing to their relationship. And so then some of this, I'm like, okay, like let's go, like let's get, I mean like, yeah, we get some depth in the beginning, but like really 811 is like, I mean, like, yeah, they kiss in 803 and they're a couple in 803, but really 811 is like the real, I feel like the beginning of like upset, upset. Yeah. Um, and I feel like maybe it would have come a little bit sooner if we'd gotten some of more of them like missing each other while Haley was away and like more conversation with them over the phone. And like when she actually came back and, you know, I don't know, but that's a fanfic I would pay good money for. There, I yeah, I know they're out there. There's Haley in New York fan fiction out there. I just listen. I just I feel robbed of those episodes. I don't know. That, that's interesting sides. that you say that because I mean that was supposed to be a big like wasn't that supposed to be like an eight episode arc or something that she was going to be gone from Chicago? No, it wasn't supposed to be eight, but it was supposed to be like four. That's still a lot. Yeah, I mean, because listen, I mean the, the shows ended on twenty. So maybe it was supposed to be three, but I think she was supposed to be there till the end of the season. I, I, I do wonder what that would have looked like because remember we lost Stella for five last season and we were going nuts by week two. Yeah. But the thing is the thing about that though, is she was gone. Yeah. Haley was, I mean, Haley, yes. Haley was gone from Chicago, but like we saw phone conversations between her and Jay and we were still seeing her, what she was doing in New York. So if like you watched was, FBI, if you watched FBI, right, you, but didn't, I think, you didn't see her at all. But the thing is, is like, no, you still saw her phone conversation with Jay. At the very beginning of that one episode. Right. But that was, I mean, one episode. We don't know what the rest of the episode yeah, would have looked like. But I also think that like, chances are, I mean, people knew that she was going over to FBI. Like diehards were watching FBI for mm-hmm. her. Even if it was just for her, diehards were watching. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's, it, if we're talking about kind of the evolution of where Upstead is at this point in season eight and just eight, nine in general and Upstead being actual relationship, like, I don't know, just something about this moment made me kind of think about the FBI stuff and being like, okay, well, like maybe would have gotten to this sooner if we had seen some of that missing stuff that we were supposed to supposedly get, you know, but got cut short because of COVID. So Ooh, imagine yeah. if there was a scene with like Haley talking it out with OA. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, but I mean, this is really that moment, but like, I don't know. Is there something about that whole thing? When I rewatched this moment, it just made me think like, maybe this would have come a little bit sooner and maybe things would have been handled slightly differently about it if we had gotten those missing episodes. But like, again, we can't, I don't know. That's like, it's a what if, because obviously we don't have those missing episodes. So we don't know. And this is their journey as it is canon. But I don't know. It was just something I've thought about when I was like rewatching this. Something about this moment just made me think about that. Yeah. For whatever reason. I like that theory. Now so. I'm just like, hmm. That's the fun of the white space, though, is that it's whatever you want it to be. You love the white space. And I like the white space occasionally. But I, I don't know. I guess, especially like I said earlier, for me and PD, so much, there's so much white space. I do enjoy the white space. I, do, I definitely enjoy it more than you do. Yeah, that is fair. I mean, I like the white space, but I feel like for PD, it's just like, it's like on other shows where it might be like 70% actual canon and like 30% white space. I feel like PD is the opposite. It's like 
70% white space and 30% canon. Also fair. But anyway, um, we did have um, Megan R. sent in an audio clip about this moment. So we're just going to play that. 811 was also a really great upset episode that I enjoyed. More specifically, I enjoyed the moment towards the end of the episode where Jay said, I'm not going anywhere, Haley. And the look on her face after he said that was amazing. And I just wanted to hug her the whole episode. And I'm glad Jay was the one that hugged her because it was a really amazing hug. And and I love that quote so much because Haley's never really had a long-term romantic relationship since Garrett. And in the back of her mind, she knew that Jay was the one over the years. And and Jay driving that point home just sealed Upstead's fate because they're like they were not gonna go anywhere with each other. They were always gonna put each other first, and, and that's shown since the beginning. And I can't say any bad things about this moment. It was it, it was so good. And then um, CPD Halstead fan said, I'm just going to say 811 in its entirety as like a favorite moment. For so long, I always said 518 was the Upstead episode, then 622. But 811 is really their episode. The happiness in the beginning and Jay's I Love You coming out in the spur of the moment. Upstead has the best bed slash morning scenes by far. But one scene I have to complete, I have completely memorized is the end of the episode. You came. You asked me to. And Haley's entire entire vulnerable monologue. Jake listens and is giving her exactly what she needed in that moment. Tracy and Jesse nailed the scene emotionally with their tears and cracking voices. Plus, we later found out that Haley wasn't scripted to cry. Tracy drew that out of Haley and ended up there emotionally with her performance. You can tell how much they both love Upstead's journey from just this one scene and the emotions that they elicited. I can sit and talk 8-11 all day long. Tracy's a queen. She's so good. So good. Yeah so good Ugh, yeah. so good 518 is that is that safe is that the one with like the old undercover thing yeah i think so i'm terrible with like episode numbers sometimes but yeah. same same I, especially numbers- pd especially pd uh seasons five through nine yeah i'm terrible with episode numbers yeah okay so that's that that episode is ghost so that's the uh yeah, yeah that's the one with titus welliver and then 622 that's the season finale isn't it yeah okay yeah numbers i can't do titles i can do titles i'm like oh that was this one but numbers i'm like eh? i don't know yeah so good so then we get 814 apparently jay and will get together every year for will's birthday i love this little upset date night it's so cute i know and also also will's birthday is in the spring so now we know that too yeah. um yeah, this this is a cute one. This is a cute one because they're they're in line for the valet and then like it's taking forever. So Jay like shows off in like the Chrysler, whatever giant car he's driving these days, and he hits the curb. And Haley's like, Well, that was the curb, but you're adorable. Sure really words. True sure words. Yeah. And then they're super hungover the next day. And I I die when like when they're walking in and they're like, This is such a rusic move. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good so good it's so good and then it's Haley's hand on jay's back that outs them to void but also yeah. none of your damn business void yeah because like she or jay's like do you have any medicine or whatever and she's like yeah in my desk or something and so like they're like walking back to her desk and he like has her or her hands on his back and it's like oh business hank yeah 
So then later in 814, Voight confronts Haley about her relationship with JS. Any great healthy boss does. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Like there is a way to have conversations about workplace romances that aren't this. Also, he's such a freaking hypocrite, which again, I this is not trash void episode, but like also, what is it like? 302 of Chicago PD when he's like, I don't know your relationship with Aaron and I don't care, but somebody's got to be there for her. No, you don't get to have it both ways. Like either you're cool with both or you're not cool with both. Yeah. Mind your own business. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cause isn't this the one where Jay's undercover and Haley makes a call and she's just like, it's not safe or something. And like, yeah. they all get mad at her. Well, no, I don't know. I can't remember about undercover. I'm terrible. But like, yeah, this is like the thing where like Jay makes a call and Haley agrees to go with it and it kind of backfires on them. And Voight like gets on him because she's like, and she starts questioning. She's like, did I make the call because of my relationship with you? Did I not? But you know. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. And like Voight confronting Haley about their relationship with Jay. It's just like the fact that this is then, I don't know. Again, we this is not meant to analyze all the Voight Haley dynamics either, and like that whole thing. But it's just like the fact that like him even having this converse like confrontation with her then makes her kind of question everything. It's like okay, because that's the next scene. It's like Haley and Jay are talking about what Voight said. Because again, they have this moment in the call where Jay said, you know, agrees to go after a guy and Haley takes his side and everyone else is kind of like, I don't know, and Void especially. And she's like, no, 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 like this is what we're going with. And like it kind of backfires on them. And, you know, nobody got hurt or anything, but it was just like Haley starts questioning herself and she says, you know, like, what if Void was right? Like, what if I did take your side because of us? And Jay's just like, you know, listen, I have nothing for nothing but respect for Void, but Haley, he's out of line here. He's like, I made a judgment call and you backed me up. Like, we've been working that way for years. And she's like, I, you know, I moved on instinct, but I don't know what instinct. Um, and she says like, no, like, let's keep our personal life private. And he's like, but he went there first, like, you know, and she just, you know, she really is, you know, going on about boundaries and she's like, you know, it's a little confusing for me. Like, we just need to set better boundaries and, you know, it's just like, yeah, I, I both love it. Wait, is in her head enough to like make her question even something she knows is been sure. And it's been working that way for three years at this point. It's like fucking void. Fucking void indeed. Oh man, I would make that into a shirt so fast. Fucking void. Fucking void, man. Fucking yeah. void. I both love and hate the way that she has gotten herself stuck between them. Or the, like, let me, let me rephrase. I like the way, I, I both love and hate the way that the writers have structured this, that she finds herself stuck between her boss and her husband at times. Because- it makes such good TV, but also that's the last thing she needs is to be doubting her instincts and her decisions. Well, and the one thing too, and again, seeing it laid out and it's like an outline like this really makes me think we've seen a lot of like, Hey, and again, they're married at this point. I don't want the like, Oh, am I with the person I'm supposed to be with? Yada, yada, yada. Like, let's go through something that makes me question that. I don't want that. But like a lot of these things have been very Haley sided. Like, very rarely have we seen, like, Jay being in the, like, vulnerable questioning position in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see something on, like, the Jay side. Yeah. Especially and again, like I said, married. I don't want them questioning their marriage or whatever. Like, I don't want that. But, like, even if it's a case and, like, Haley has to be there to one. Like, I don't know. We've seen it, like, once or twice. Mm-hmm. 
in these two seasons. And I just, I don't know, like everything has been very Haley centric and I would love to see something that's like more Jay centric. Yeah, I agree. So I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still on 814, right? Yeah. Okay. So then later on in 814, Jay asks Haley in the car, what's going on with her? And he's like, I don't know if it's about the job. I think it's about Voight. And she's like, no, 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 no. And Jay just lays out the wisdom. He's like, look, love Voight. But getting too close to him, it can be a problem. And it usually doesn't end well. I mean, truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, I was gonna say, and then again, just because it's Haley and Voight, like, or because Haley and Voight is Haley and Voight, like they have a whole talk outside the district at the end. And it's just like, Jay and I are together. Maybe I should have said something earlier. Maybe it is affecting things. I don't want to mess up the best job I've ever had. It's the most steady thing I've had in my life the last four years. This job is intense and unpredictable, but that's what I love about it. That's what makes me feel... Safe? Yeah. Is that crazy? Possibly. But that's what makes you good at your job. Maybe, um... Maybe what? Maybe I need a new partner. Jay, a good team. I'm not splitting that up. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, all right. Haley, just, just be careful. I know you like to do things your own way. What does that mean? It means I know you. We need Jay just the way he is. I try very, very hard to give Voight the benefit of the doubt. I really do. I try so hard, but it like, it's always like one step forward and two steps back. Yeah. And I think too, the context is really important of like what's to come in this, because Mm -hmm. I think if you remember, obviously 814 leads into kind of the start of like the Roy stuff in the next, you know, in the last two episodes, um, and especially 816, because, you know, shorter season this year. So finale was 816. And obviously we know what happens with the Voight and Haley stuff. And I think like the fact that Voight was in Haley's head as it comes to kind of the end of 816, which we'll talk about, I guess might as well go ahead. So obviously the end of the finale that year is ends in this big moment for Haley and Jay, where Haley comes home and suggests that she and Jay get married. And it was a lot. I remember, especially obviously last summer, it being like a such topic of conversation. It's like, did Haley only suggest they get married because, you know, to protect herself and like Voight was just in her head and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So like, how can she already be wanting to propose marriage? It's just like, yeah, fucking Voight. That's all I'm just going to say. I never doubted that she meant that proposal. Like, I, I, I never doubted it. I did. I mean, not, I think, listen, I guess doubt is the wrong word. I doubted, or I, I thought that part of it was 
her trying to like keep you know for like the reason of like you know covering it up to help her cover I think it's easy to forget that shooting Roy in some part like it wasn't just doing her job it was a trauma to her and so I think she might have I think at that point she was just so shaken by everything the fact that Kim was hanging on for dear life and on top of that, you know, obviously she had just shot Roy when she wasn't supposed to be there, all that stuff. I think it had whittled her nerves down to the point where she just had nothing left but vulnerability. And she just was in a spot where she was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to lay it all out there. Well, one, I, I think it's hard to say that, like, I don't think the Kim part plays a big, I think it plays some part in it, but I don't think it's as big a part of it. Um, because we really don't see them as friends, which I'm not saying that I don't think it in my head, but like. I just, the show has shown us they're not. And no, so what I like to think that they're all six of them are tight knit, but you know, white space. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think part of it is just, I think part of it in the back of her head, I, like, I don't think there was ever any doubt that like deep down in her soul that like Haley wanted to marry Jay. I have no doubt about that. And I think a big part of it is just because she loved him. But I think part of it, and I think, like you said, I think part of it was her trauma and like just feeling like trying to grab onto the safest thing she could. And mm-hmm. like that was, you know, marrying Jay. But I also think part of it, and it ended up not being the case. So well, it did kind of bite them in the butt, or almost tried to bite them in the butt, um, being in a relationship. But I think she thought that like I think she didn't I don't think it was like didn't not cross her mind that like if they were to get married, you know she could be protected from that too. See, and we disagree on that one. And when this aired, we disagreed on it too. I don't think she had spousal privilege in her mind at all. I think it was just like a a Hail Mary of just like, I just need to feel safe right now. Like you said. Like I said, I think it was in the back. The spousal privilege stuff was in the back of her mind, but. That would be a good question for Tracy if we ever get on the pod. Yeah. But so obviously 816, you know, she suggests that she and Jay get married and we have to play Barb's audio. And then I guess the finale, which again was not upstead centric, still really good. And I could go on and on about that episode because it is one of my absolute favorite episodes. But I guess just skipping ahead, I still, obviously I have different feelings about it now than before I saw season nine, but season eight ending, I was kind of conflicted about the proposal because I didn't really know where Haley's head was at. And I do think that there was a part of her that was clinging to the one good thing she felt like she had in her life after something, you know, kind of slipped out of her, had her control. She was upset. She was feeling guilty. Definitely in that moment of like, like he is like the one true steady thing in her life and she needs to cling to it. And I think that, like, I didn't hate the proposal in the, in the moment. And the more I thought about it over the summer, I actually was looking forward to it because it, even though it felt like they were moving quickly, to me, Upstead was a long time coming and it didn't feel too quickly. So I think that moment was really good. It was definitely a great shocker for the ending. We were already in enough shock, right? And then we had just another, another like, curveball thrown in there, which I thought was great. Definitely one of the show's best finales. I think it was phenomenal I think all of the cast brought it including um obviously Marina so good but getting off track uh 
that moment for me was like, oh my gosh, are we actually ending on like an Upstead proposal? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to send in another clip for season nine because I feel like that deserves its a separate post. Um, but yeah, just Upstead is fantastic. I think that their buildup was one of my favorites and Tracy and Jesse work so well together. I think it's just been one of the most fantastic viewer experiences I've had watching a ship grow and they proved to me season after season why I continue to watch the show because of how the characters um, relate to each other and how they're written when they are in those personal moments that are outside of the case and outside of work. Um, and yeah, I just, I could write sonnets about them. They're just, they're so great. And then we continues. Cause that's the cliffhanger. We don't know what Jay said for a whole fucking summer. We have torture. No it wasn't just the Jay part. It was the, the Kim part that killed me too. Well, yeah, but also like, if we're talking that upstead, then like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I it, no all, answer. it was all killer. It was all killer. Poor Adam was on that couch with sleeping Michaela for like three straight months, not knowing <laughs> if she was okay. It was the world's longest surgery. What are you going to do? Yeah. So then of course, 901 picks up like right where we leave off. And like, it's a continuation of like Haley telling Jay that like they should get married. Um, and, you know, she's just like, I don't want to be without you. And he's like, you know, I don't want to be without you, but like, that doesn't mean, you know, and she's like, I just, you know, I love you more than anything. Like I want to start a new chapter, a better chapter. Um, and he doesn't say no, he doesn't say yes right away either, but he doesn't say no either. So it kind of just leaves it at that. It's interesting the way how, you know, in, in the beginning of eight, like she, you can barely squeak out and I love you out of her. And then by this point in season nine, she's saying it all the time. I mean, it's a move of desperation at this point, but not, not desperation. It's desperation and love. It's not, you know, solely desperation and ulterior motives. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, it's definitely, you know how quickly the tides have turned yeah for sure for yeah. sure for sure and then at the end of 901 we get the proposal the proposal i love you and i've known since i've known for years that i want it to be you and me always Haley, will you marry me? You don't have to do that. I already did the proposal part. Well, I'm old fashioned, okay? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. Art, all of I, it. Again, another moment that got spoiled on the internet because we had a screener. Oh my God, it did. That's right. Granted, there were, I don't think there were any like visuals on this one. It was just like the dialogue, right? Mm, I can't remember. There's been too many upset spoilers. I don't remember. I just remember it got spoiled. You, you just, you can't, you just can't like, you can't. And it yeah. kills us when we have to keep secrets like that. It really does. But then literally the minute they air, we're all over our friends. We're like, did you scream? We screamed. Oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah. But I mean, this is, it's a great moment. And I, something about Jay being like, no, it's old fat. Like I'm an old fashioned. And I like he had him having to get down on one knee, like makes all the sense in the world. It does. Doesn't it? Yeah. 
I love it. And Will did the same thing when he proposed to Nat. So it's like a family thing. He did? He got down. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. (laughs) We did get a voice memo from Megan R. on this one. Of course, I can't forget about the proposal because that was a very groundbreaking upstead moment. And I was not expecting Jay to turn it around on her and ask her to marry him. And when he said, I've known for years that it's that it was you and me always, I'm like, of course it was. Because the looks on his face throughout the years said it all. And that quote really describes how upset is. Because it's you and me, wherever you go, I go. And that's been their theme. And just Jay reinforcing it is what made it special. And then we also got one from Barb. Um, so starting C9 off, we pick up right where they left off. Um, and even though Jay is clearly shocked by the proposal, he kind of lets her talk. He, he's still very confused. Um, she's clearly very emotional, very vulnerable, shaken up. Uh, obviously, he probably thinks this is tied to Kim. And some of it probably is. But obviously... She is still clinging to the idea of a better chapter with him. You know, he's her bright spot and everything else that's going on. And she also views him, you know, as this kind of moral compass, I believe. So, you know, she's she's clinging to that. So even though I think that the, the proposal was genuine, I can understand why some fans were not so happy or not so thrilled or a little um, unsure about it. Um, I think Jay was too. Um, And as you continue the episode, it, you know, focuses more on the plot. But, you know, Jay always knows what's going on with Haley. He can tell she is spiraling. Um, They even cut a little moment where he hugs her after, you know, she's like in the alley after uh, getting sick. And he just knows something off, but he doesn't really push, kind of like how he does. Um, But I think the ending with, the like his proposal is one of my absolute favorites. Um, um, you know, it starts off with them doing the thing that works, you know, having a drink, which is, you know, it's kind of, it's become their thing, which I really like. The show does like to kind of keep continuity when it comes to things like that. Um, and you know, as she's going on and explaining, the way he just says yes like he's answering her proposal but then you see this moment of resolve on his face uh, before he goes around and proposes to her himself Um, and I I think that like you know him just kind of saying that he's old-fashioned I think it was so in character and clearly what I was probably expecting if they were really going to get engaged and I'm glad they did um, because no matter what's coming up I think they truly, really do love each other, and they were going to be endgame the second they put them together. So I think it was just the way he gets down on one knee, the way she cries. Um, she says yes, like, I think, like, a couple times. Um, and just the way it ends is just this perfect high note. Um, um, and we already know that that was you know, going to be short-lived, but that's okay. Um, So we had that little bright spot before everything kind of 
went chaotic. So we also got a thought from CPD Halstead Bannon. They said, I know Haley's proposal gets a lot of flack because it was in the midst of the Roy situation, but Haley explaining why she proposed to Jay in 901 was perfect to me. She truly loves him and doesn't want to be without him. He's her home and her safe and stable place. Jay responding by proposing back to her was so cute. The I've known for years that I want it to be you and me always still gives me all the feels. Oh my God, same. That line like destroys me. Like destroys me. No one can deny how much they truly love each other. They know and we know they're it for each other. And that moment was perfect. I couldn't have said that better myself. Yeah. Like I said, I think for me, like, I don't know. I obviously looking back on season nine as a whole, I kind of have different feelings about Haley's feelings in this moment, but it's hard for me to like in that moment when this all was happening, like remember, like obviously I still felt what I felt, but like I can see like your perspective and CPD Hall says fans, you know, about you know why that moment was perfect. It's just for me, like the Roy situation, I think will always like cloud it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's still a great moment. I mean, Haley's a thinker, so that does make sense, but also she runs a lot on emotion. I would say she's probably like 60, 40 emotion, emotion versus thinking things through. Maybe I'm wrong on that. It's been a while. I don't know. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying though. I just, I, I feel like that was, that was a purely emotion driven thing. Yeah. Like I said, I can see where you're coming from now. It's just more in the moment. And like, that's just definitely, I, you know, mm-hmm. what I was feeling. Yeah. So, um, this is a little tiny moment, but obviously in 903, we see that they're like moving in together and they have like keys to the new place. And so they have this scene in the kitchen where Jay like goes to hand her the key and they just like, when they walk in, they're like detective detective it's like and they like he hands her the key or whatever it's really cute and then like the whole we just have to bring this up it doesn't even have like a ton to do with upstead but like we get the whole rusic and the medicine cabinet conversation about the fact that like upstead's not hiding anymore you know and they're moving in together and like rusic makes the medicine cabinet comment it's just it's so good it's just iconic rusic really he he would have no clue yeah well this is just really the first it, it's the only moment we've had in a really long time where like the unit was just hanging out together in the bullpen and like having fun it felt very reminiscent of like the early days of pd and it's the only moment in for that kind of moment you know like just kind of a fun light-hearted moment mm-hmm. that we've gotten in a really long time and it's just like very nice to see that my absolute favorite moment of that scene is right after Jay gives like the whole relationship experts line. He's like, here's a bunch of relationship experts. Kim's <laughs> face just seals it because like Kim's face is just like, that's fair. That's a great burn. Well, and it's just one of those things too, where it's like, it'd be funny if they panned it just one of them, right? Like if he had just panned back to Ruzik, it would have uh-huh. been hysterical. But like the fact that it was Kim, Ruzik and Catwater, uh, it's yeah. just so funny. So funny. So yeah. funny. I just love that Kim was like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Cause it is. I mean, it's totally fair. I mean, yeah. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, and so 903 is actually like the only well, the most significant J episode we've gotten in a long time because it's the whole army oh, guy this is episode. The Ricky episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of moments in that, you know, leading up, like at one point, Haley wants to know like why he was called Ricky and Jay's like, don't, I don't talk about, you know, whatever. 
Um, there's, like I said, there's a lot of little moments that kind of are a little more case heavy that we didn't put in the outline. But the big thing is at the end of the episode, you know, we see them sitting in their swanky ass apartment that we still don't know how they afford. <laughs> don't understand. But... With like the giant sweeping view of the Chicago skyline. Yeah, the floor to ceiling windows. I mean, what? clearly on like a high level. I mean, I don't understand. I don't clearly know. downtown Chicago, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't get it. But at least a million dollars. Yeah, anyway, and so they're sitting there on their little steps, which also don't make sense. I know. Because, like, you've got the floor-to-ceiling windows, and then there's, like, a little bit of room, and then they just got these random steps that go to, like, a little, like, kind of, I guess, I don't know even what to call it, but you know what I'm saying? They've got those steps they're sitting on, and then there's, like, a little, I guess, their living room? I don't understand. I would imagine those steps lead out to a balcony, but that balcony can't be no, the they're sitting, the windows. No, they're sitting inside. So like you see, you've got the floor to ceiling windows yeah. and then there's like a inside the apartment, there's like three steps that go down and that's where they're sitting inside. I have questions for the set decorator on this one. <laughs> I don't understand. Like is the reason that their places are so sweet and by all of their places, I mean like just everybody but Kim because Kim continues to live in like the tiniest apartment ever. Like is it just because of the cameras? Is that why we're just like, oh, they live somewhere super sweet? Well, and I don't understand either. Okay, so I guess, how many square feet do you think this actually is? Like, do you think this is like a tiny apartment and like they're paying a lot of money? Hell no. Well, like, okay, wait. It looks very big on the inside and you have to assume that there are rooms too. Right, and like how many rooms? It's gotta be like a three bedroom, right? Right. But then, oh, first of all, then how expensive is that? Cause that's gotta be like astronomical, but also my point is this Haley's first place that we saw, like, also remember sweet. the, yeah. And I'm like, but she gave up so much space. Like that place was huge. Now, wait a second. She had the apartment. I, well, that was her undercover apartment. I'm talking no, no, about no, the no, place no. in season I'm, six. I'm talking about the place where Adam and Jay both showed up. That, yeah, yeah. So she had that, but then was she living somewhere else when she lived with Rojas? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I I don't know if we ever knew. Because when she lived with Rojas, there was a whole second story. There was? Yeah, when Voight comes to talk to Vanessa, Haley's hanging out on the stairs. Jesus. I know, I know. I would like to imagine that her mortgage was way too much in the first place. And so she downsized and got a roommate in Vanessa and maybe they rented that house. But also like, how the fuck does, do she also, afford that? are they renting or do you think they own this? This place, this place they own. Rent would be like ridiculous. I think owning it would still be ridiculous. Not as ridiculous, but ridiculous. I have so many questions. <laughs> I think for sure, though, whose place do you think is bigger, Upsteads or Severides? Oh, that's a great question. I think the Upstead place is bigger. You think so? Yeah, I do. You have to imagine, okay, remember the angle, right? So, like, we're peering into their living room. It's just a living room that we see, and then the stairs where they're sitting eating takeout, right? Yeah. You've got to imagine that the kitchen's behind us. Yeah. And there's still rooms. Yeah, but the Severide, Stella, Casey, whatever, the loft, whoever lives there anymore, we don't know. But it's, I mean, that's a pretty big, like, open, it's just so open. It's pretty big, though. 
I, I, I can't imagine Upstead having a completely open place. Yeah, no, definitely not as open as them, but I don't know. It's a great question. <laughs> How do they afford it? It's just a mystery. I don't understand. And it's not even like they have second jobs or anything, you know, like, I don't understand. I'm legit going to add a question to the document just in case we ever talk to Gwen where I'm going to be like, can you please estimate Upstead's mortgage? <laughs> like, completely well, and it's serious. so funny too because obviously if we think about where Berzik ended season nine and like how Adam's like I want to buy my dad's house and give it to you and that's just like a little modest probably three bedroom you know whatever in Canaryville you know very modest I'm assuming we even we didn't really see Disco Bob's place but still and then you've got like upset swanky downtown apartment it's just like the difference in the lifestyles is like fascinating okay wait I'm I'm really disappointed in myself that I never looked up property values in Canaryville just as like a hypothetical okay so how big we've like gone way off the tracks but like this is the important question this is is why you guys this is what you guys listen for okay so here's one in Canaryville three beds three baths or 1,512 square feet 387.5 that's That's terrible terrible given today's market that's not terrible now there's one here that's four beds, two bath, 2,142 square feet. And that's 195. But I need to look at these, like these house, these pictures. Cause I think that house is hiding something. Hang on. Uh, yeah. Okay. So far we've got there's a nice probably exterior. Needs, like a new roof and like a foundation's cracked and. Okay. So the exterior is not bad. Like you can kind of see that. Not too bad. That's not bad. Interior Something's looks kind of nice. That, though. Something's wrong with it though. Nice space on the inside and the built-in shelving is nice. Okay, hang on. I'm trying to get to the problem spots here. Check out. There's got to be something wrong with it. Look at that pink bathroom. Okay, that's just cosmetic, though. That's a. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I love it. There's a mint green accented bedroom. Okay, there's a... well, it, it's a fixer upper. That's the problem with it. Yeah, but not almost two hundred thousand dollars worth in price difference this looks just like every backyard we've ever seen on cpd legit though legit though well because it is canary though i get okay so adam's adam buying disco bob's house is more feasible than upset affording that so that's what i'm thing. saying it may, but it's just like the difference the contrasting lifestyles is hysterical yeah Ooh, here's a five bed five bath for 549 but i, I that disco bob's house is not five bed five bath no way Especially you, it's a three bedroom. Disco Bob lived in a three bedroom because Adam had a sister and hit the master, which is where Disco Bob was, a sister and one for Adam. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. He lived in a three bedroom. Okay. This is a lot more, that's a lot more feasible. Okay. Three beds, two baths, 2,600 square feet, 319. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. So we're around 300, two to 300,000. In Canaryville. Look at Give the interior on this one. That's gorgeous. That's what I'm saying. Around, oh, that is pretty. A little out of Disco Bob and Adam's price range, but still. Oh, also it's on Emerald Avenue, which is where Aaron lived. Don't ask me how I remember that. <laughs> That's hysterical. But what I'm saying, back to my point of that, Adam buying the house, buying Disco Bob's house makes all the sense in the world. Afford it, I'm sure. It, all the sense in the world. I don't understand how Jay and Haley can afford this place, but 
I remember we did the research on like about what their salaries would be. And it would be like, both of them would be around like a hundred K and that's not going to get you very far in downtown Chicago. I don't think. In a swanky ass place like this, where you're not living in the studio, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Don't make Gwen, please estimate Upstead's monthly mortgage payment. Thank you. Anyway, back to, back to, okay. So they're having this conversation at Jay. They're sitting on their little stairs and they're having this conversation and Jay t- tell, actually tells Haley about his past in the army. And it's like, this is what we've been waiting for for like yes. 10 years now. Well, nine, but still. And the way this like perfectly mirrors what's happening between them at the moment. Yeah. Oh, when it, especially because this point, like Jay at the end, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, because they're like drinking beer and like eating food or whatever. And he's like cracking open his beer and he's like, you got anything you want to share? Like kind of jokingly. And she's just like, I'm an open book. Like, you know that. And it's just like, but you're nailing. Not it's so, it's so bad, but it's so good at the same time. Oh man. The oh, angst. Man. The angst. So much angst in early season nine. Yeah. But um, CB Halstead fan told us had like an interesting comparison. She said the end of 903 where Haley tells Jay, you don't have to tell me anything you you can and I'll always love you or I'll love you all the same was exactly what he needed to hear for years. It really opened the door to Jay being vulnerable and opened up to Haley a reverse of 811. Yeah. Yeah. I still want more though. But yeah, this was a great start. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Then we get into 904 which is Haley's panic attack slash the punch heard around the world. Yeah. Great ending. Great, great ending. Uh, yeah, we have audio for this one. So here you go. I should have seen it. No, Haley, IRT found a jagged screw in the interrogation room. He, he pulled it from a table. You could not have seen it. No, this is on me. I should have seen it. Hey. I told them about the death house. I told them about the dead boys. I should have seen it. Jay, he changed. He started pressing me for info. And, no, listen. He started pressing me for info, and I missed it. Okay? I I heard him slicing, and I I missed it. I walked out of there, out of night on, I can't. Just breathe. I can't breathe. Okay. I think you're having a panic attack. Sit down. Just sit down. Just feel my hand. Squeeze my hand. Put your head down. Just put your head down and breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. This, is, hey, this is not on you. This is not I killed him. And I can't. It's destroying me. I can't do it. What is destroying you? I can't live with it. I can't. This was tough to watch. It's really tough to watch. 
Jay being there for Haley, though, I feel like great is not the best word to use, but mm. is great. But also, like, the look in Jay's eyes when he sees how, like, Haley and Voight look at each other through the whole exchange and the fact that, like, he knows that something's up and she's not being honest with him about the whole thing is just, like, the silent acting between even just, I mean, all of them, really. It's just, like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just love how Jay's first instinct is to just, like, calm her down and be there for her. And, you know, I, that's, yeah, panic attacks are not fun at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why it's so hard for me to watch is because I know what that feels like and it feels bad, really yeah. bad. Uh, so yeah, just Jay being for, there for her is really, it's good. It's good. I like, does, okay, it's the same. Well, we're going to get to that clip later on. I'll, I'll save it because that's another clip. But uh, yeah, we got a listener thought from Barb on this one. We kind of knew that Haley was struggling. I think even with the wardrobe, they had her hair down. She looks like she's struggling, but you know, as time has gone on, clearly she has struggling even more now. Um, and this is the other part that makes me really emotional. Um, I, in earlier seasons, they touch on Jay not being a great sleeper. Adam even wakes him up from a nightmare in one episode. He definitely, you know, deals with PTSD, and it's interesting to see that. He is out cold. He doesn't seem to be a light sleeper anymore. Or maybe he, I mean, obviously we know he went to therapy, but I do think his relationship with Haley has, you know, probably affected this. Um, But, and even later she says to Adam that he's out like a light, like he's out cold, dead to the world. And I think that that's just another little testament to their relationship, even if maybe the writers didn't intend that. Um, And even though he is sleeping and she's not, he definitely is aware that she's not sleeping. He obviously knows what's going on with her, brings her coffee. Um, Again, the silent communication in this episode for them, while she's kind of having all these things happen around her, the guilt is eating her alive. She's dealing with, you know, this very dark case with, you know, like, like this house, this death house and all this stuff. Um... And leading into, obviously, as the episode goes on as well, she is just progressively, you can tell she's just deteriorating through the whole episode. She's just, you can tell she's not sleeping. I mean, the wardrobe and the makeup department did great. I mean, the hair and makeup department did great. She looks like she really is not sleeping. Um, And we obviously get to the moment with the panic attack um, and it was beautiful. This whole episode is, you know, even though it's a great Upstead episode, I would say, uh, it's definitely a great Haley episode. Um, but that scene, her acting is just impeccable. The way she performed that panic attack seemed very realistic, in my opinion. Um, scary, scary, actually, how, how realistic. And again, Jay has probably had panic attacks. The way he has her hold his hand, squeeze his hand, feel his, um, his hand. Um, I love that moment. And then, of course, it all starts to go um, off kilter when Voight walks in because Jay's not an idiot. He knows. Um, and again, the whole rest of the episode, he's just kind of watching. He's, and he's not an idiot. He's probably, 
been aware of something was not right since the episode, the first episode. But, you know, this is the first time we're seeing her really, truly, she can't remember what happened in the, like, in the interrogation. She's second-guessing herself on the job. She's definitely not sleeping. And by the end, you know, he, he is pretty much on a mission to find out what she's hiding from him. Um, and sadly, you know, by the end, while he's putting the dots together, meeting up with Voight, she's, I'm assuming, taking sleeping pills, or I don't know, I'm assuming it's something like that, and then kind of, like, drinking herself, trying to get herself to, to sleep. Um, you know, at the, at the beginning of the episode, she's, like, meditating and doing all these very relaxing things that one might do as a healthy way to try and get yourself to sleep and now she's she's drinking and she's trying to basically knock herself out um yeah um and then it leads into Haley and jay talking in the car and this is also same episode 904 and yeah look i know you haven't been sleeping Haley. but it's not just that is it what does that mean you haven't been yourself. I just... Since the night that you proposed to me. That wasn't really you. What are you saying? I meant everything I said to you. Did something happen with you and Boyd that night? No. I know I've been off. I just haven't slept. That's all. There's nothing else going on. This is like, it's hard to watch watching back because like the fact that Jay, I mean, Jay knows that something's been going on to her, with her, obviously. And he even says, he's like, you know, well, you haven't been the night yourself, the night yourself since the night you proposed to me. And he's like, that's not really you. And like when he says that and like the cringiness in that, because like he thinks it wasn't, her. I mean, like, again, I didn't think it was like. Not that Haley had ulterior motives when he she proposed, but like I still thought it was a majority because she loved him, and like the fact that Jay's like even questioning that, I was just like, mm, that's hard to watch. And the fact that's like her greatest fear, right? Is that you know mm-hmm. Jay's gonna be like she doesn't mean it and leave, and so that hurt a lot for her too. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what she tells him in Nate Eleven, or you know, she's like, I you know you're gonna leave and you're gonna find out and yada 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 and like oh it's just this whole thing really hurts yeah and okay so here's my question and we may have discussed this at the time but I don't remember what when Jay is standing in that doorway and Haley wakes up and realizes he's there and he's figured it out what is Jay feeling is he mad at her is he upset is it a blend and if it's a blend of the two like what is he more upset than angry like is it 50 50 what do you think you mean after he finds out, like, after the punch? Yeah. I don't know. I want to say it's a combination of a bunch of different things. Like, I think he feels something for her because I think he knows her. And I think that he knows that she didn't do it, like, of any malice or anything. Like, he knows that she probably, like, did it for what she believes, you know, was a good reason. Um but I think he's probably mad that she, I mean, I think he's also probably mad that she did it. I think he's probably angry at the fact that she kept it from him. I think, I think he's feeling like a bunch of different things. 
what's the what's the balance do you do you think he's like more upset with her than angry is he more angry with her than upset is he angry at void like what do you what do you think he's like predominantly feeling I don't know and I don't think he knows in that moment it's tough right yeah because I think I don't know if you can say that like yeah he's feeling a bunch of different things but he's mostly angry or like yeah, he's a little bit angry, but he's mostly just sympathetic. I think he truly is like a mix of all of it. Yeah. And I think it eventually becomes more sympathetic, siding on Haley, you know, siding with Haley than like angry. Mm-hmm. I think the anger, well, I think he's angry at Voight because I think he's definitely, I think if we were looking at Voight, he's definitely angry just because he feels like Voight pressured her, you know, is the one that led her to do this. And like, if he hadn't been in that situation, then she wouldn't have done this. So I think he's definitely angry at Voight. But I think with Haley, it's just, it's all kinds of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a very quick descent into testing their vows, right? They say I do. And then immediately off the bat, they're presented with this. No, they haven't said I do yet. Oh, they get married in 9-11. Okay. Well, they're engaged already. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Gina, they have not got married yet. Okay, but like the idea, yes. The yeah. idea, yes. Yeah. No, and I don't think he's ever, I don't know. I I don't think he's ever mad at Haley and like a you shouldn't have done that. I think it's just like more of like a what the fuck did you get yourself into? Yeah. If Jay's in that position though, does he do the same thing? You mean shoot Roy? Uh-huh. It's so hard to say. My gut says no. Really? Yeah. Does he let him shoot Voight? Oh, well, that I don't know. I think Jay, I don't know if Jay shoots Roy, but I don't know. I don't think he lets him shoot Voight either. I feel like he goes about it a different way to like knock the gun out or, you know, something like that. Huh. Why? You think Jay shoots him? I think in that situation, you got to make a quick decision. I think Jay would have, I think Jay would have had no other choice. I think, I mean, and if you had told me that I'd say like, yeah, sure. Like it wouldn't surprise me again because someone has a gun, you know, well, and not in that moment, but still like given the situation, it wouldn't surprise me. But I also think like in a perfect scenario, I don't think Jay shoots him. Mm. Interesting. I think, and I think part of that too is because like, I'm still a, really the belief that like Haley comes for, even though she doesn't, necessarily she hasn't been with Voight as long Haley definitely is more of a clone of Voight um and comes from like the Voight teaching tree and so I it it definitely didn't surprise me that she shot him whereas like as far as we knew Jay was all anti-Voight and you know would try to do anything that's like goes against him so yeah but we don't know that to be the case anymore so what the fuck do we know it really just depends on the day well, after season nine, I'm like, I don't know anymore. I'm, I don't know anymore. <laughs> How do you feel today, Jay? Do you hate Voight? No, you like him today? Okay, cool. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I hate that. But anyway, that's a different rant. Go ahead and take us through the next one. Yeah. So, and then, like you said, it's not technically upset related, but 904 does end with the punch heard round of war. <sighs> it's so good. And it's so satisfying. Oh my God. It's so satisfying. And like the piece of dialogue that earns him the punch is just, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the exact words, but it's about like not well, knowing who you're sleeping with. Yeah. He's like, I don't think, you know, the woman you're sleeping next to, um, <laughs> fuck you. 
And bam. And yes, bam. And also fuck you again. And also and here's another punch for good measure. Fuck you and you and you. Yeah. And, yeah. Like he doesn't, the, the, we could do a whole episode on the power dynamic between Voight and Haley, but like he doesn't get to manipulate her the way he does. And then like lay that line on Jay and be like, you don't know the woman you're sleeping next to. You created this. I yeah. feel like season 10 is going to be the I hate Void season. I mean, every season is that, but this is going to be like more overtly. I feel like we need like a comic book style shirt of like just a fist with like the kind of like, not like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes, yes, I absolutely the back do. It says like the punch hurled around the world. Bam, whoosh, like yeah, giant, like, I, like yeah, with just yeah. With just the fist, no faces, but just the fist. And it's like the punch hurled around the world. I feel like we need <laughs> that as a shirt. I just like see it. I'm adding it to the merch idea list. Okay. But um, anyway, so, but then, so yeah. So again, we skip some episodes, 907. Um, again, we just get more confrontation of like upset not being in like the best spot because obviously they're dealing with the whole Roy stuff. Like North is more onto them, you know, Che's now kind of wrapped up into this and, you know, Jay doesn't really know what to believe. And she's like, you know, you need to talk to me. She's like, I made my own choices that night. I'm still me. And like, you're acting like I'm not like, you barely talk to me. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. And Jay's just like, I, you know, I'm doing the best with it, what I can. And this kind of goes back to like, what is Jay feeling? Jay doesn't know what he's feeling. The scene hurt. Yeah. But I like, and I get, I, I get where Haley's coming from, you know, feeling like I'm still me, like, you know, but I also see where Jay's coming from. Like, like it's hard to reckon, you know, Especially because she kept it a secret for so long, like what she did with like who he knows her to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like we finally see in this scene that like Haley's come to terms with what happened because she really doesn't have any other choice, right? She just has to come to terms with it, accept it and try to move on. Yeah. It hurts. It really hurts. Yeah. Hearing Jay be like, I'm doing the best I can with it. I'm like, oh, honey, ow. Well, and I just remember we were like, oh yeah, they're broken up by the mid-season. Like after this, we were like, they're broken up. They're broken up. This, this is done. We've got, it was great while it lasted people. Like we really need clown masks. I'm going to have to order those dolly masks. Yeah. It's going to have to be, I can't find children's ones. They're all like terrifying. I'd rather have the dolly ones though, because that thing covers two things. It covers our la casa fandom and also this conservative purpose for this so so quick side note we all know gina's a soccer fan right a lot of supporters groups lately have been singing bella chow and i like get mad when i hear it i'm like (laughs) no you're not cool enough to be doing bella chow excuse me like yeah i'm like like like, one of the teams we don't like is you know a couple teams that we don't like will do it and i'm just like no you're not nearly as cool as the people who broke into that bank like you don't get to sing no. Bella Chow. You don't get to sing that song. <laughs> like gate. That is not it. up for your. Yeah. If any team is going to sing it, it's going to be us. Okay. Which it's not. <laughs> um, you know, I like have those moments where I'm like, they're singing Bella Chow, like the audacity. And then I'm just like fictional show, Gina, like not, not real, not a real show. I really do want to rewatch it though. I miss it. Have you watched this like Korean version that came out? I haven't. Have you at all? No. I'm just wondering, is it going to be any different or is it just going to be, you know, the Spanish I don't know. in Korean? I don't know. I don't know. God, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. But anyway, so yes, we do need to buy the Dolly ones because again, serves a dual purpose. But anyway, so 
908, we get, you know, at this point, Jay's got everything going on with North. And like, this is like, honestly, one of my favorite is maybe a weird word to use, but like, I love the scene because like Jay comes home and tells, like turns on the shower after he realizes that like Haley's car's been bugged. And like, he, you know, knows that she's like the target from the FBI. And like, he turns on the shower so they can like have this conversation and tells her that like, she's the FBI's target. And she's just like, do you think I should turn myself in? He's like, no, I want to start my marriage with the woman I love out of prison. And I'm just like, oh, well, if we didn't know where he stood before, we sure as hell do now. Yeah. And he's like, you know, and it's like, we're supposed to be together. And she's like, you know, we're supposed to be together forever. But like, if you feel what I've done is so terrible, there's no coming back. Like forever feels like a real long time. And it's just like the fucking feels my God. I know. And again, the fact that she's already resigned herself to be like, if you want to run, go for it. Yeah. Like, but at this point he's all in. Yeah. At this point he's like, no, like, no, it's like, we're doing this together. We're not doing this at all. Like, you know, with eyes or without eyes. <laughs> uh, what is the weight? What's the difference with where's the, without? Okay, so the, those don't have eyes. This one has eyes. With eyes. With, I, you think, I, I feel like without, we won't be able to see, but granted, it's not going to be like, we're, you know, dressing up for Halloween. It's just for like a picture. It's it's for the podcast. We're like, get the mask, like, get the mask. It's a prop. Get the mask. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, this scene just absolutely like that line. I just want to. I want to start my marriage with the woman I love out of prison. It's just like fucking kill me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've both come to terms with it now. They've both made their decisions. Like Haley's like, I know what I did. And Jay's like, I'm not leaving. Yeah. And then that episode ends. Jay calls Haley as he's like walking out of the district at the end. And this is before he goes with meet with North. And, you know, she's just like, can you come home to me now, please? And he's like, that's all I want. He's like, we're going to be okay. I love you. And it's just like, I die. I die. Die. And of course, Megan R had a thought of, um, sent a voice memo about this. So Another one of my favorite upset moments is in 908 when Jay was leaving. I think it was North's office and he calls Haley and they have this conversation on the phone and Haley ends it with, can you come home to me now? And Jay said, there's no place I'd rather be or something like that. I'll have to go back and watch it to be sure. But just the fact that they call they call each other home, it's just amazing. And then we get the best moment in upset history oh my goodness oh my god yeah 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 i just one of the things i loved about this is how the marriage scene yeah because if you don't know what we're talking about 909 upset gets married i mean we don't even need to go any detail upset gets married and the thing that I love about this is like how the vows and like them, the whole marriage scene is intertwined with the sexy scene. Yeah. It's like so good. It just, the quickness of it is just so good because like, you don't even have time to process it. Right. Jay just goes, marry me now. And you're like, did he just say, Oh, they're there. Those are rings. Oh, they're saying they're ra- Oh, wow. Like, and then you like cut to them, like having their like honeymoon sex. Basically. It's like, Oh, and then the credits are done. And by the time you're seeing the credits, you're like, it finally computes. And you're like, did they just get, what just happened? And again, another screener that we saw and we were having to hold in and we're like, motherfuckers. Bestie Gwen, like Gwen, we salute you. Just Yeah. 
Okay, but let's be real. This is like the hottest scene in Chicago history, right? Yes. Right? I'm, I'm thinking about it. Hang on. It is. I remember Stellaride sexy time at the cabin. Like when not they first like got back this, together. Though. Not like this. Well, no, there was no scratching. No, this is like. That's what I'm saying. This is, I think, the hottest. I'm just thinking back to the conversation we had with Derek and Andrea, like hoisting his stellarized thing, scratching his upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me wonder what Berzik's thing is, but I don't, I don't really want to know. <laughs> no. But I, yeah, because I used to be like, I don't know, the first two other ones, I was trying to think of what stellarized was. I was trying to think of what Stellarides was and it wasn't coming to me immediately. The other two that came to mind is um, Bretzy's like finally getting together like sexy time. That's really good. And then uh, the other one that comes to my mind is Hakami's first kiss, but that's even just a kiss. Not oh, sex. Man. So, like, okay, well, wait a second though. Like Hakami chemistry and upset chemistry. Like, I those still two... think this is, I still think this, I mean, if I had to make a top three, those are my top three, but I still think Upstead's is like, Jesus. I mean, Hakami's is great and then it's against the glass, but it's also only a kiss I, that we I, see, that we see. Maybe glass is Hakami's thing. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, the, that, that, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. It's, it's, that's one of the hottest moments in one Chicago history for sure. It's up there. But yeah. that's just a, like, ow, but also that was hot. <laughs> I like actually want to go rewatch it again. Like I haven't, and I, it's not what I, I didn't remember. I really haven't watched it that much on repeat since it happened. And like, so when I rewatched it for this, I was like, that, 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 they did that. PD they did, did that. that. They did that. like, they never go there. Oh, but they did. Oh, but they did. Oh, but they did. If you give me a second, I'll be able to pull it up. Hang on. Oh, nine but or they nine. Did. Yeah, it was nine or nine. Let's see. What are you rewatching it again? No, I'm pulling up the scene for both of us. We haven't seen it in so long. I just rewatched it. Didn't you say you just wanted to rewatch the sexy time scene? Yeah, I know I did, but like still. Okay, well, I have it. So there you go. Ooh, ooh, there's a scratch. That's what I'm saying. But also Ringstead. Ringstead forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And ever. It's just like, damn. That's another merch idea that I want to execute. It's just the rings and then like hashtag Ringstead. It's on the list. Oh my goodness. I'm obsessed. Anytime I see anybody with like just a black ring now, like a black wedding band or anything, I'm like, like Ringstead. I see that. I see that. Yeah. Ugh. It was just that was the most perfect way to end that midseason finale. Oh my I definitely, God. we definitely did not think they were getting married. No, no way did I ever think. I mean, eventually, yeah, Upset's gonna get married, but not in the midseason of season nine. No way. Remember, we were trying to predict if they got married at all, and we were like, they're probably like the end of the season if it happens at all. Yeah, because we thought they were gonna be broken up by the midseason, and we're like, maybe they'll get back together and get married at the end, maybe, but like maybe i'm not even mad that it was like a quick courthouse wedding i'm not even mad no it's perfectly them so perfect yeah oh art yeah so good um 
Of course, people had things to say about this. So Barb had a little voice memo. So we're going to play that. And yeah, moving on to 909, my probably one of my favorite episodes of all time. Um, so clearly Jay is hiding something from her going to Voight to obviously solve this whole North situation. Um, but there's that moment where they come back and she's sitting there and to me, this is the, like, this is peak, they're already married moment where she's just like, what's going on? And, you know, she kind of dismisses Voight, like, yeah, we'll be right up. Like, she's so already his wife. It's just so insane. Um, And again, like, he just is like, I'm going to die every time he says, I love you. Like, every time Jay says, I love you, I, I squeal because it's just... It's like they can't say it enough, but him just saying, like, no, like, you're not going to turn yourself in. I love you. And, you know, the rest of the episode, of course, played out, as we all know. But um, when he comes back and everything is taken care of and North is gone, I mean, again, we saw, we get to see this beautiful set that they built for their apartment, um, finally, again, Um but even though, like, and, they, and they're still, you can tell they're kind of sad. They're not happy about what just happened. But, you know, I think it's just cemented that Jay really loves her and wants to marry her. And I just, his, the way he says, marry me now, lives rent-free in my head. He's just, it's it's almost like desperate. I don't want to say desperate, but it's just like, he's like, he doesn't want to wait another minute. Like, he just, he's like, I want to do this now. Like, I want you forever. Um, I think that the way that they cut the love scene into the vows was perfect. I thought their vows, even though they were still traditional, still felt very them. And I liked that they weren't kind of like the same vows we hear all the time. And it was just, I choose to join my life with yours was one of my favorite parts of it. Um, and obviously the love scene was one of the sexiest ones we've had ever on the show and I was just I mean I was a little shocked I have to say but it was so perfect and just cut in between their vows the the rings being able to see their rings on their skin like I don't like I don't know if anyone else I just it made me so weak um and they're both very uh fair so like you can see those black rings so um obviously against their skin and in her hair and oh and just the way Clearly, like, Jay is such a simp for her, too. Like, he's just such a simp. I mean, that man just, like, and the way she pushes him onto the bed and then scratches his back, it was just perfection. I, no notes. It was perfect. Um, And then CPD Halstead fan said, Upstead's wedding was perfect for them. I actually love the fact that it was only the two of them. And I know that's a controversial opinion. Is it, though? I don't think so. I don't think so, but maybe we're wrong. Huh. I mean, I don't think if, I, no, I don't think so. I think I couldn't imagine it honestly. Cause I was trying to think like would upset have ever had like a Dossie style wedding where it was just like intelligence in them. But like, even then I don't think I see upset. The only person I could have ever seen maybe being at their wedding is Will, but like Will and Jay don't acknowledge each other anymore. So I think they forgot that they're siblings. Yeah. But that's the only person, if you told me someone was at their wedding, I could have seen Will. Yeah. But like, I can't even see Burzik being there. No, me neither. Me neither. Haley would hate the attention. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. Um, 
says we're talking Jay and Haley and their love and relationship. They aren't a couple who flaunts their relationship for the world to see. Their relationship is theirs and theirs alone. And that just makes their love so much stronger to me. They're private people who are a couple and partners on the job. They're amazing at separating the two. And this moment was something for them to cherish together. And their sex scene, I seriously don't think I've seen a hotter scene on TV. Uh, Pretty yes. hot. Yeah, it's hot. Pretty hot. Yeah. So then we get into 9-10. And this is like, now we're in the second half of the season. And the second half of 9, well, good. Just kind of completely forgets that Upstead exists. And that they're married. Yeah, yeah. Which, when I like- mean, it's- you know, 901 to 909 is like all upset. This is like barely upset. Yeah. It, it goes from the upstead show to like the Berzik show in the second half and Voight. Yeah. yeah. But now we're in the second half of the season. So we get one scene of acknowledgement where Voight and Kev are both just like, you're wearing matching rings. And Hank's like, you guys got married. And they're like, yeah, we did. Moving on. Yeah. Like, that's it. And Kev's just like, well, congrats. I remember, I think I read, like, Leroy had done an interview or something, and I think he was just goofing around, and he was like, Kev was supposed to be best man. Like, he's kind of mad he didn't get to officiate. Yeah. And Kevin would have thrown, even just, like, thrown them a party, like, a reception party. Like, Kevin would have been, like, all over that. Oh, my God. I would, oh, my God. Kevin officiating a wedding. Can he officiate mine? Can Leroy's just come, like, in character? Oh, my God. Even just Leroy's. Just Lori's my wedding. There would definitely be a lot of things that would be like Chicago specific that only the two of us would laugh at, and, and everybody sister. else would be like, I don't "And your know. sister?" Well, yeah, my maybe she doesn't. She's not. She doesn't speak it as fluently as we well, do. Well, like some of our friends that would be there, maybe would get it. The majority of the wedding party would be like, "I think that's some guy from the Chicago shows. I don't even know who that is." It's like, who is this guy? And we're like, "I don't care. This is amazing." And then if our friend Christine is able to make it, she's in the crowd standing up, going, "That man!" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I'd pay so good great. money for that. Uh, yeah. Hell, just like show up at the reception, Loris. What are you doing that day? Well, and Loris is so poetic and stuff. So he would have like all these amazing like spoken words stuff. Like it would be so good. Yeah. yeah. I would pay good money to watch Loris officiate a wedding. Oh my God. Yeah. Same. Same. Just, just, just saying if you're not filming on October 14th. <laughs> yeah. It only have been a Saturday. I know. I know. But dude, dude. I know. So I know. I know. I'm just saying. The wedding industry is like ridiculous. No wonder Stella Ride got married on a weekday is all I'm saying. What day did they get married on a Wednesday or something? I mean, if we're going by the night it aired, then yeah, Wednesday. But I mean, I, I get the vibe it was a weekday when they got married. I could see that. Yeah. And no wonder Upstate had a court wedding, right? That shit's cheap. <laughs> yeah. Expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Megan R had a thought on this one. A rather underrated upset moment, in my opinion, is in 910 when they were putting their gloves on and Voight spots their rings and notices that they got married. And the look on Kevin's face is just a cherry on top in that scene because he's a mixture of happy and jealous because you know he wanted to play in a party. Leroy even said so. So I I hope that we either get a mention of it or like something about that party because that is something i want to see yeah and then we really get into like grasping at crumbs 
Okay, so after that, we get into 913. And this is I this is the episode when Haley basically was like, let's play Titanic. Well, it's also the episode where it's like, yeah, this should have been a great upset episode. And like, it's a great Haley episode, but like, we barely get any upset. A, it got, again, it gets spoiled. A, there was a, there was a teaser that came out that yes. garnered a lot of hate negativity, that was completely undeserved. Yes. That happened. B, this was also the night that Russia began their invasion of Ukraine. So the episode got interrupted for about 20 minutes right in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Context. Context indeed. indeed but also, indeed. like I said, amazing Haley episode. Amazing Haley episode. But you would have thought that we'd have would have gotten more upstead and we didn't. I am I will be forever mad about the opening of not the opening, but like act when they one. Co- yeah. Yeah. Like what the hell? What the hell, right? Like Jay said something. I said it in the group chat too, where like, oh, oh, somebody had tweeted out about like their this episode and how like when they hugged, they were like, Yeah, Jay was finally able to breathe easy. I'm like, no, Jay had been breathing just fine for the past like 10 hours or so when his ass was completely asleep because his damn phone was on silent while his wife jumped into the freaking river. Yeah. In January, February, whatever. Whatever. He was yeah. breathing just fine. He wasn't worried at all yeah also what about the fact that like he's like oh i came as soon as i heard i didn't see your ass at med nope he went straight to the district not even straight to med yep we get worried husband but like how worried now granted i get the how worried part like right you're married to Haley. she's tough as nails but also like yeah the river february chicago yeah like i'd be a little worried yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, I think even if Severide were to do that, I'd still be worried. Yeah. Yeah. And how we got completely like we got completely misled, right? Because at that point, the guy's husband, the girl's husband, walks in and is like, "I want to see my wife," and everybody thought it was Jay, and it wasn't Jay. Yeah. Just, just, just you know. Hey, I mean, neither one is perfect, but like Jay, dude, come on. She yeah. jumped in the river. She jumped in the river. Like, but yes, an amazing episode, both for Tracy and for Kelly, Tracy's stunt double. Oh my God. Yeah. But again, it's like, we thought we were going to have more upset. So it's like, again, still grasping for Charles. Yeah, for sure. And then we really get to the point where we're grasping for Charles. I mean, 916, <laughs> which is honestly become like everyone's favorite moment of the back half, but like it's literally nothing. It's we like so desperate at the end of season nine, like so desperate. Jay takes a sip of Haley's coffee and like she says nothing and just like gives him a look. And it's like, this is our upstead moments. Okay. I mean, okay. I'll take it. It's hysterical, but like, it's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. And CPD Halstead fan said, Jay stealing Haley's coffee was the biggest married move we've ever seen on this show. And it's adorable. Haley's look and Jay trying to play it off by handing her binoculars is just hilarious. Yeah, that was cute. It's, yeah. That was cute. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, no, I was going to say 16 is not the Michaela getting abducted. That's 17. Uh, no, I think that's 15. Is it? I don't know. I think Again, it's numbers numbers hold on a second hold on a second let's see here i'll tell you in two seconds um 
No, 15 is when she gets kidnapped. Well, mm. end of 14 is, you know, mm. and then 15. 17 is when, um, se- yeah, 17 is when shit hits the fan with birds. Like, never mind. Yeah, 17 is the Ruzik go, is when Ruzik takes the drugs because he's searching for Olivia, the yeah, yeah. daughter. Yeah, yeah, 17 is, yeah yeah not great um but 18 is the um jay and uh dante episode i can't remember his name but yes yeah and so like they have this moment again we're grasping for upstead straws here at this point and like dante's like standing over by the car or whatever and jay's making a comment about he's like not sure about this guy or whatever and he was like i don't know he's like i'm sure you were an open book when you started and he's and jay's just like i was and she's just like mm-hmm, like sure yeah again cute banter but like this is all we had at this point we're just like makes me think of love kernels from crazy ex-girlfriend because we just literally had to take what we got and just like hold on to it tight yeah 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 then we get to the season nine finale and this is where we have well the end of the episode before and then yeah the the end of the penultimate and then the finale because Haley obviously went flying flying after that explosion i am kind of glad that like we knew it was coming help me like yeah but it didn't that like our sanity for that week between the two episodes was like not okay well wait not well okay that's because of the other finales i was losing my shit about Haley, and all of us like you you and then our friends in the other podcast they were like nah she'll be fine she'll be fine and i was like i can't take it like she's got to be okay yeah you were like freaking out I, oh my god this like i can't believe the stress leading up to those finales all three yeah like so stressed out so stressed out but yeah, we do get that scene in the opening when, you know, Haley does finally wake up and then Jay's like the first thing she sees. And like, there is that cute moment, like, and not that it's cute. I mean, she just got like blown to smithereens and, you know, she like flew a football field, but like, there is that moment where Jay's talking to Voight and like, he holds her hand and everything. And like, that makes me question. I'm like, I wonder how precisely they block these things. Like, was that, was that a script, like precise blocking moment or was that just Jesse and Tracy? I don't know. I know. I don't know. And I love that. How like, you know, she she doesn't really know where she is or like what's going on. And so he just holds her hand. Yeah. Because it's all they can do. Mm-hmm. My guess though is like given how insignificant in the grand scheme of things that moment is. Uh, my guess is it's not scripted, but I don't know. I don't know. Just one of those little touches. Yeah. I liked it yeah um and that's all the like moments um again i know there's like a bunch of things you could call upset moments because like they're case related i mean if they're not talking about their relationship for the most part it's not in here because like i know when i started watching i was like damn like there's actually like a lot of upset i'm like oh never mind that's a case that's them talking to a suspect nope that doesn't <laughs> nope 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 never mind just kidding um but some people did send in just some like general upset thoughts um cpd hall said said fan said over the years they've given us so much relationship growth and character growth for these two i've always felt season five was meant to establish their partnership and friendship six developed their feelings and for jay to accept his own seven was for Haley to accept her feelings it was for both to learn how to be in a relationship and openly express their love and nine was there to establish them and their unbreakable bond through the hard times and to come out stronger on the other side um, and then she said, I love seeing Haley and Jay navigate being in a real relationship in season eight. Um, Jay knew exactly how to be what Haley needed. 
um, in her moments of vulnerability because he knows her so well through the years of being partners and friends. Haley finally having a real love and letting herself feel what love is was huge that season. So huge. And then she said, season nine gave us the hard stuff. Upstead had real hardship to work through when they did. They have one of the healthier relationships we've seen in the OC universe. People always question the things they've had to go through, but look how beautifully they actually work through those problems. They come out stronger every time. They communicate with each other, not only about the personal, but with the struggles that they're facing. And after the difficult stretch of episodes, I mean, basically the beginning of nine, they never let anything slip past them again. They talk things through together and, you know, they may disagree, but they listen and don't yell or judge the other. They protected each other and built on the strength of their love that season this season they really have built such a good foundation yeah i mean i don't necessarily think i agree about what did she say hold on a second um they're like they always communicate with each other because i mean Haley lied to him for a whole half a season i don't think yeah. that's necessarily always true um and jay sometimes hit, i mean has kept things from her too so like i don't think that's necessarily true but yes compared to other couples i definitely think they are better at communicating than others yeah <coughs> stellar ride <laughs> i mean <coughs> um, oh my god yes <laughs> Berzik. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like mm. um and then her last thing said the promises that they'll be together forever was a recurring theme this season which makes them eloping el- eloping for them even more perfect they're expressing that they are completely and fully committed to each other forever and in the finale they came full circle to show how much they learned from the mistakes at the beginning of the season and that they will still follow each other anywhere even if they don't see eye to eye that they are good and will always be good i love it i love it the maturity yeah. too just uh, yeah like that that that's perfect. We're good and we're always going to be good. Yeah. God, I love them. Okay. Manosby said season nine was a whirlwind for them. And of course I love their wedding scene. And just the fact that the Roy stuff didn't break them apart, but I feel as though there was a lot of missed potential for Upstead after they got married. I understand that the show is frustratingly structured with one character focus per episode, but even in the Haley or Jay centric episodes, there was barely any mention of each other. Don't get me wrong. I still love that they have individual storylines, but a small conversation with one another just seems more realistic to me. It seems more out of character that they wouldn't go home and talk about how the case affected them. Like in earlier seasons before they were together. I have to say their sexy black wedding bands definitely got me through a lot of the mundane moments in the second half of season nine. Amen to that. Ringstead. Ringstead. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely true. And it kind of makes me think, I guess we'll just kind of, we should end with like, what do you think happens with Upstead in season 10? I think there's going to be drama because they, I, I think they're gonna, they have to have drama. They have to. And I really wish they're like, I worry it's going to be like Stellaride when they hit that patch of unnecessary drama where we were like, they're fucking past this. Okay. But here's the thing though. I think the unnecessary drama has to be different, right? I mean, Upstead's married at this point. Like, are we going to hit like Dossie levels of like, they just can't, they now all of a sudden don't know how to really communicate with each other. And like, that's going to be the drama. Cause like, I it's really different with Stellaride. Cause like, you can't really, I mean, you can't really break up a married couple. Like you can have them hit rough patches, but like, unless you're truly going the divorce route, you can't really break up the married couple or very rarely. No. And I'm with you on that. I just, I worry that I worry they're going to take them in that direction. Not like the divorce direction, but like, I worry that there's going to be, unnecessary drama drama. like drama that you're just like okay well you're married now like you should know how to work this out 
And like, I don't want to say I wish, cause like, obviously I love the way their wedding played out and I'm very happy with the sexy time scene we got. And, you know, like, I'm very happy with how that ended up playing out, but honestly, I would have rather them had broken up at the end, you know, like in the mid season, like we thought, because at least then it would have made sense. Like Jay, not sure what he, you know, how to feel after, you know, everything that Haley went, you know, they went through with Voight and the Roy stuff or whatever. And Jay is just like, I need to take a step back. Like that would have at least made sense for the plot and like the characters. Did you just say you would have rather them have broken up in the mid season than get married? No, I said, I'm very happy with the way they got married. And like, I'm very happy with how that, but I'm saying if I, if I had to pick them having stupid relationship drama and that makes no sense for anything in season 10 yeah. or a breakup in season nine that actually at least would have made somewhat sense with the story given you know I would have taken that but no I'd rather I'm glad they got married and I'm very happy with how their wedding turned out I'm just saying like at least them breaking up in the season nine mid-season or in the season nine mid-season had they gone that route at least it would have made sense with a story yeah. it wouldn't have been stupid and pointless is my right. point now anything just kind of seems like it's gonna be stupid and pointless yeah and i that's I think more the, my point i think the fact that they got married so quickly it only proves how how into this Surely relationship they are yeah it shows how serious they are about each other yeah and yeah. how they're that's what i'm saying like i think anything that happens in season 10 is just gonna be pointless like i said if at least it happened in season nine we could have been like okay like i may not agree but like I could see why that kind of makes sense with the story. Like Jay needs some time to think about, you know, how things are like, it would have, I would have probably still been frustrated, but at least it would have made sense. Right. This make anything that happens in season 10. I mean, granted, we don't know what the stories are going to be in season 10. So I guess we can't say it doesn't make sense, but like, it's probably going to be pointless and stupid. And I'm just not here for that. It's crazy, right? We have, we have zero clue as to what PD is. Well, and you know what I was thinking about the other day, like, it's kind of weird. I mean, granted, I'm not necessarily one for wanting new characters on these shows. So, like, I'm a kind of okay. But we don't have any new cast announcements. Like, for anything. Like, oh, so there's, like, no new people popping up. So, while, we, while we've been recording, one of our listeners sent us um, something about, there's a drama on NBC. And, I mean, this is just, like, one Chicago adjacent people. So, uh, we don't have to worry about Brett Dalton popping back in. Not that it was ever a worry. Yes, he's joining that NBC drama with uh, Mark Paul Gosselier. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just saw that while we were recording. Uh, God, I love Mark Paul Gosselier. Uh, it's a shame all the shows get canceled, but yeah. <laughs> Not this one. We're going to manifest differently. But like literally after one or two seasons, they all get canceled. It kills me. MPG is so great. Yeah. Pitch, mixed dish uh say by the bell uh yeah the passage was good yeah, yeah. god and, and that beard or that beard he had in pitch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um so that's that's the only casting news i know is that brett dalton probably won't be coming back um yeah and you know what i was listening to i was listening to the finale episode we did the other day just to kind of brush up and refresh my memory and we were talking about archer's son like how do we not meet Archer's son this season? We have to, right? Yeah. How do we not have a casting announcement about that, though? He might not come in in episode one. I guess, but I feel like even, you know, I don't know. I feel like we knew about things by now. I don't know. It's only been two days. We forget that. I know, but like still. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. 
Oh, we may not get casting announcements. I'm just saying. It's just like, I was just like, no, normally by now we feel like we have more idea of like what's coming, but I have no idea about anything. We have no idea. And like, it's crazy because I mean, we have a, we have an idea of what direction fire and med could go in. We have no idea where PD could go. They could go anywhere after that finale. Yeah. But even then, like we have an idea about some people on fire and med, but like not everyone. Nope. I'm just like, what is going to happen? Yeah. We don't even know. We don't, are we even going to talk about like the fallout from Anna dying? Probably not. <laughs> That's crazy. If we spent all that time and all the void stuff and all the ramification and like, for what? That's the cliffhanger. And you're telling me we're not even going to go there. That seems stupid. Yep. I didn't even like that storyline. And that seems stupid not to touch on it again. Yep. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm like ramped up. I'm like, okay, let's go now. September. I'm like, what height? We just took our break. I'm we're back now. Like we, we got two more months of this. Two more months. Don't remind me. I know. Don't remind me. I know. It's already been a long two months. I, I was feeling I was feeling pretty good and like rested up until these past couple of days when the filming started again. Like, and now the filming starting again. I'm like getting the itch. I'm like, okay, let's let's get back in the swing. Let's do it. I haven't even gone like and I'm like Hakami trash. And I hadn't even watched any like Hakami scenes until the other day. And I was like, no, okay, we're ready. Like, okay. We're ready. We're, we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So any other upset notes? No, but this was fun. Just how wonderful and sweet and perfect they are. They're a great relationship. They really are a great relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're manifesting Jesse and or Tracy on the pod this year. Like it's just, it's, it's on our list. It's, I mean, we're turning five. Like, it's got to happen. Yeah. Yes. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And not one Chicago day does not count. No. No. Neither does, like, neither do the little game bits that we do. Like. Yeah, no. Like, them solo on this podcast. Yes. Solo on this pod. That counts. Yeah. It could be 10 minutes, but they have to be on this podcast solo. Yep. We don't bite. Nope. Nope. We have references. <laughs> Some people on fire can confirm. We don't bite. <laughs> we have plenty of references. Yeah. So, well, that's about all we've got for this installment. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that. Upset 2.0. We're a little rusty. It's been, you know, a couple of weeks since we recorded. So hopefully. Yeah. And even our own podcast. I mean, it's been almost a month since we recorded like our own podcast. That's like unheard of. We've never gone a month. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it feels like less, it's obviously been less than a month because we did Jimmy's, but like, yeah. But like our own, yeah, our own. Pod. But I'm t- it was a much needed break, but we're back. We're we've back. got, we've been like brainstorming lots of things. We're, we're coming full steam ahead. Yeah. Our last episode was June 24th. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's insane. And then Jimmy's came out like two weeks after that. So yep. yeah, we're good. We're back to full strength. We just, you know, needed a little breather a little breather we had to just recoup and let our bodies and our minds recover and they did and we're ready we're ready we're ready so um as always you guys know where to find us facebook twitter instagram tumblr meet us at molly's everywhere email us anytime about anything meet us at molly's at gmail.com especially because it's hiatus like there's a lot mm-hmm. of shit going on in the world it doesn't have to be tv related just email us our inbox is a safe space always mm-hmm. always 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 uh, if you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, you can do that by checking out the link in our socials to our Patreon page. 
follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna Kate 13. Am I missing anything? I feel like I'm missing stuff. I don't know. No, I think that's it. I think. I hope. I don't know. Uh, we don't know what we're covering next week, but like we're covering something. Yeah. Do we You'll ever know? Yeah, yeah. Do we, we ever know? It's hiatus. Like we don't, we don't know. But we, yes, you will hear from us next week. You will hear from us next week. So yes. In the meantime, enjoy this episode. Enjoy your weekend. Stay cool out there. It's fucking hot. Like yeah, everywhere. I guess if you haven't, well, if we're talking about next week, if you have ideas, you can always send them to us too. I mean, we keep a running list, but like, if you have ideas, let us know. Yes, please. So Yes, please. All right. Everybody have a good weekend and we will see you next week. Bye.